guys and girls, and welcome to episode 158 of the F Reality Podcast. Chug your game of fuel and listen up as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about Logitech accessories coming for Oculus Quest 2. We discuss some highlights from John Carmack's talk from Facebook Connect. Productivity is coming to VR with Infinite Office. New PlayStation consoles are announced, and we highlight some of the best upcoming VR games coming to both Quest and Quest 2. To round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been the highlight of the week this week. Also, let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up to the plate, this guy loves nothing more than a lovely Sunday stroll through the great outdoors in his hulking 10-story mech. It's VR streamer, ZimTalk5. How you doing? You always put me off uh, with those intros. I'm like, who's it going to be? Who's going to be? It's going to be me. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I'm lined up uh, this weekend to do Vox. Yeah, and, you know, I like doing social get-togethers. And Mech Warrior is too old a game at this point. So Vox Machina, it is. Uh, that's my plans for Sunday. And um, I'm doing pretty well. I think it's been a really hard-hitting week, to be honest. I think, you know, everything from the kind of emotional landscape of dealing with the news, all the th- all the leaks and whether you wanted leaks or didn't. I personally am not a huge fan of that. So that was kind of a half bummer and half of exciting trough of like just tsunami of various emotions. Um, and now we're like back into the seat of like the, the, the pre-headset jitters of waiting for equipment to arrive, uh, you know, with us. So uh, I, I like this. I'm, I'm really glad it's kind of like our collective Christmas, you know, or holiday season come early which is great and i i'm I'm very happy for that but it's great to be kind of that like nervous excited again uh because it really does feel like you know haven't unboxed haven't opened yet well you know you two of you guys have but it's like it's nice to have new equipment because 2020 has been kind of a bummer for many reasons and i don't have to underscore any of that so it's great to have something to look forward to finally um and i very much do especially the tech under the hood and the fact that even what they've sold so far, I think can be expanded upon. Just like the original quest where we got like things like hand tracking and stuff, like very exciting, very exciting. So Yeah, and I think that was one of the things I said at the end of my initial hands-on uh, review was basically like, I'm excited to see what features are yet to come um, and yet to be unlocked mm. through the power of the XR2 chip and you know, every, <sighs> all the other upgrades. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. It really is. And so I suppose, I mean, Highlight-wise, this week, um, I did get to play a game that I thought I probably would never um, play, and I, I got some time to play a game uh, some of you have demoed, I suppose, uh, called Synthesis Universe, which is like a music mm. experience. Um, some of you older folks in here, and I mean older from your VDR, VR veteranship, will remember a game or an experience, a music experience called Surge, where these mm-hmm. large, again, almost mech-like creatures kind of build themselves from blocks and fall. And it's this amazing like sonic landscape. So somewhere wedged between that and like Tetris effect and the groove you get from Tetris effect is where synthesis universe sits. Um, it's not a very expensive uh, thing. It's like eight bucks or six pounds and uh, gives you about 25 minutes of kind of real like bass laden experience. So if you're a music dude or dudette, um, then that's something that I can definitely put my thumb for um because it like it's got a level of polish took the guy um like four years to create it and you can tell like when something's been given that level of detail and like things just work well and there isn't much like hud interaction you're just kind of into the experience even your 
your height setting is like automatically calculated at the intro and stuff. Like it's just really smooth uh, as a ride, but it is, it's a taster in the end is what you get. You know, I wouldn't say teaser. Teaser's not befitting this. It's, it's a taster of something and it really does kind of look towards a future of expanding on this universe and kind of like games like Lo-Fi, I hope there's a second step in the future um, for the creator, Olivier. Um, so anyway, that was my kind of indie short for the week. And uh, if you're looking out for it, it just got a price deduction on Steam and Oculus Home. So that was uh, Synthesis Universe. And what's the sort of closest thing you would compare it to just so people can get something in their mind to kind of hook onto it? Yeah, I mean, that's why I was saying kind of s- probably Surge, Thumper and Tetris Effect, some bermuda triangle mm. calibration in the center of those things <laughs> right and it's okay. about 25 minutes in length so okay fair enough nice recommendation something a bit different there if you want to check that out uh so uh next up this guy has an unusual problem and that is that he has just too many virtual friends so our uh, blonde brother from another mother it's of course nathy how are you doing <laughs> oh god tell oh your god. story how, how do we how do we start this okay so listen <laughs> listen so, so for, for a couple of months now, I just can't properly use my friend system on my quest, okay? So mm-hmm. when I go to social, nothing loads there, right? If people invite me, I don't get them. If people want to party chat, nothing happens. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it does. If I'm lucky and the stars are like aligned in a way, my internet, you know, seems to be working just fine and I restarted my, my quest too, then sometimes but it's rare Um, especially now because so yesterday i met up with mike and i was like let me just ask mike again about this friend system because we spoke about it before but i was like listen mike go to your profile right now tell me what works for you and what doesn't and then what we found out is basically if you have too many friends the system, you, you overload the system and it doesn't properly work anymore. I don't know where it starts because even yeah. Mike has, has already problems and you're at like 500 friends or so. Yeah. Well, I'm at over a thousand. And I for me, it's completely, that, completely down. It, like I can't do anything anymore because we wanted to jump into venues. Yeah. <laughs> like He invited me like six times. I could see it pop up, but I just couldn't accept it. When I accepted it, it went nowhere. So what that tells is that I need to contact Oculus and say, hey, Oculus, listen, I have too many friends. And I still have requests going, but they're completely stuck. I can't accept them anymore. Uh, I tried to delete some friends to see if that changed anything, but my cap is just way too high. I went to my Oculus home on my PC to to see if I could do anything there. Nothing. So it seems like there's a very small server running just for your your friends' system. Mm. I think it's uh, a memory leak, actually, Nathan, because I have the same... uh, I was around about 400 or so, and I've been, ever since the Quest 2 was announced, purging friends like crazy. Uh, It's funny that you guys mentioned it, because I thought I was kind of alone in that space, but it's... It's, de- it's definitely something related to that number because the more you have, the worse it performs. The yeah. fact that you're at 1,000 really startles me because I, as I said, I was around about 400. I'm probably down to like 250. The biggest problem is not just that that's like a memory leak, but there's no bulk purge feature. You can't just tick boxes and like, so it takes, oh. a, it takes about 
like 20 seconds to 30 20 seconds, seconds to clear yeah, right. one person <laughs> and it's like such a pain in the ass yeah true it is it's look, look at you guys all like like bowling with your like friend knows oh, i got like 200 no, I got like 400 friends thing, i don't have that problem no you don't have that problem friends. at all himself i have like himself, yeah, exactly. he high fives himself i got like no eye. people in my friends or whatever a, but what i did i was i was not smart right like i run reruns over on twitch all the time and i used to always say oh i'm some talk five on oculus home just add me and I'll just add you back, whatever. I was yeah, just kind of like yeah. open friend, right? Yeah. Don't ever do that. That's not a no. smart idea. So I still to this day have people who I don't know trying to add me, and I'm like, no. And I'm sure you guys get it just from your video oh. followers. Well, every every time I like I was I was opening my quest, I saw these notifications. I was like, I need to open them again. And there's all these invites. I was like, yeah, sure, you can be friends with me, fine. Because when I play a multiplayer game and I want to, you know, invite some people, it's super easy. You know, I just look at who plays the game and and mm. I can start, you know, recording something fun. But yeah, as I said, like I reached a cap. I I can't do anything anymore. It says that I have 80 requests. For a few weeks now, that's not true. It must be way more, but it just can't load anymore. And when I try to accept it, it's just stuck. So when you when you watch my first impressions of the Quest 2, I'm like featuring that you can connect with friends. <laughs> you see me like trying to accept someone and I'm just hitting the trigger like crazy, but it just doesn't work. So I, I like I kind of lied to you guys. So if you have like a thousand or more friends, then you don't really have a friend system anymore. Yeah. It's completely they, gone. It's like completely off the radar then, you yeah. know? So how many of those friends do you know on a first name basis? Yeah, no, almost no one. <laughs> he knows me. Uh, yeah, Mike. Um, so um, yeah, j just a warning. Don't get too excited over it. I will contact them and see what they say. Um, because it is important to have, of course, a good server running on that. And yeah. if we are going to see more, you know, social features coming where people can hang out in, you know, your environment, for example, or something else, hopefully that will happen then you do need some more, you know, space. Because, dude, it's just a thousand friends. It's not... It should be something small. So... <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, like, it's not this... like they're not in the same room. It's just the name popping up showing that they're online of offline. Yeah. So I'm curious. Like, like, harken yourselves back to a pre-VR era, right? Don't most social platforms and consoles like PlayStation, Xbox, don't they have a limit? Yeah, or yeah, like Facebook like a, as a platform also has a limit, I think. Like, you can only have, yeah, like, a thousand friends, and then it stops. It but I don't think they... Yeah, but like, I don't think they were prepared like, for yeah. my, 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 like... Uh, Popularity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, like... <laughs> but like a, it's like the new definition of getting friend-zoned. Like, yeah, well, if your social system yeah, stops yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bulk purge <laughs> would be useful. That would be useful. That's, That's true, like, bulk delete or bulk accept, yeah. because now I need to, like, wait every minute to <laughs> delete, like, one friend. It's, of, like, this it's like those boxes in Oculus Home all over again that you couldn't open You couldn't open them all at the same time. You had to do it one by one. <laughs> had about a thousand of those in there. <laughs> oh, God. So no. so one more, one more thing, if we're talking about, like, friend system. So uh, when I was on Oculus Home, uh, again on my PC I saw that you you know you can share your home with your friends uh, mm -hmm. or invite them to to you know if anyone still remembers you know you could have a room <laughs> you could have like your achievements there and 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 have props there and ha play basketball and invite your friends and I think watch TV together I think that was yeah, the only could, thing yeah, you could yeah, really yeah. do I'm sure like half of the people already forgot because uh, they're all about Quest or Quest 2 now. But back in my days, you know, <laughs> we used to jump in there. But I, I wonder, like, uh, when, when Rift S kind of, like, disappears, is that system also going to disappear? Will it be, like, I, I think it's going to be cross-platform because Quest must get, like, an Oculus Room kind of feature. And that At must then point, also yeah. work on PC, in a way, if people want to meet up there. 
yeah. think they're gonna throw this this home system out of there because it's compared to the quest system it's kind of ancient on pc mm-hmm. no offense but it feels quite ancient. possibly yeah so i don't know so is that your highlight? You know, managing well, your yeah, friends list? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, 90s highlight of the week is having too many friends in VR. Yeah, nice. Great. That's that's a fun well, way dude, to start. I, the show. I, I, dude, I love to flex. <laughs> I love to flex so much on my you know VR friends. He like he's like riding around his bike in his like local village and saying, "Yo, bro, you don't yeah. even know yeah, how many bro, friends I've got." Guess Oculus. how many friends I have, man, in this virtual thing. <laughs> Over a thousand. Flexing for seventy three. Yo. <laughs> right. Anyway. Enough of that then. Yeah. Next up, this guy is over the moon this week as he finally gets to live out his dream of being a snack for a velociraptor. A bug snack? <laughs> it's, the, it's the one and only Rowdy VR, of course. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great indeed. That was quite the announcement. Like mm. We talked about it previous show, uh, previous show already. So, uh, no, uh, my, my week has been interesting. Like like you guys know, like I wasn't here last week because uh, I was taking a little break. Um, me and my wife went to Toronto for the for the weekend mm. and uh, spent some time there. I was surprised actually to see that there's like quite a few virtual reality things over there as well. We we, we like to walk, so uh, you know, go out in the real world for like even though in 2020 that's not like the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But since it's only like a train ride away, we, we decided to just go for a, for a weekend uh, and spend some time together. And it was nice. Like, uh, we walked around a lot. I saw quite a few virtual reality places. Uh, they were all closed, which, <laughs> of course, is understandable now. Uh, but they still had a lot of cool advertisement hanging up. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw there were a lot of neon lines, so that was awesome. And we also went to, uh, to um, the, uh, you know, the tower, the CN Tower in, in Toronto, oh, yeah. where you can, like, uh, go all the way up there. And they, they also have a virtual reality tour. So my, my girlfriend was kind of get getting annoyed that I was constantly talking about the VR stuff there. <laughs> but, uh, okay, that's, that's what she chose. So, it's, you know, she has to deal with it now. <laughs> but, um, no. No, it's it, it was great just to like get away, get away for a little while and at least like you know do some sort of holiday uh, this year still since you know we've both we've both been so busy and so uh, you know focused on work and uh, I've been doing twelve hour work days ever since I got here so it's been it's been nice just to like uh, you know get away for a little while and uh, and uh, spend some time. Nice, nice, and also in Toronto, um, the developers uh, secret location are based there. Actually, they're the developers that made Blasters yes. of the Universe. You just gave yes, away their correct, secret location, correct. Mike. Jesus, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We also went to the aquarium there, the, the Ripley's, uh, Ripley's. Oh, believe it or not, oh, aquarium. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Called? Was it? Yeah, it was very nice. Very nice. Is it as convincing as Ocean Rift? <laughs> it came fairly close. They had they actually had also a virtual reality experience. <laughs> <laughs> His wife's just like rolling her eyes right now. This, this proves yeah. once again, Rowdy, that you don't have to go outside because you can experience everything in VR. You can go to the yeah. tower in VR. You can go to an aquarium exactly. in VR. Yeah. You know? Although, although if, if you do if you do two things when you're in Toronto, one is uh, eat the food there. It's great. Definitely go for some beaver tails. They're absolutely you know, one of the best wait, wait, things wait, I've wait, ever wait, eaten. Wait, 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 beaver tails? Beaver tails, beaver tails. They're not actual real beaver, beaver tails. tails? No, what, what is oh, this? Oh, no, of course not, Mike. <laughs> Come on, what is How many what friends it? do you have on, 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 on our What would that taste Jesus. like? That would taste like rubber, I guess, if it you would, would not like, it's eat like a real tail. It's like, I don't know, it's like a, like a, a kind of fried breaded kind of snack with like you know you can put all kinds of things in the middle there like chocolate or or s'mores or whatever and it's, 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 like, you know what smotable are in the Netherlands, hmm. Nate? <laughs> smotable? No. What the heck? You don't know that <laughs> either? God dang it. Like, uh, 
I've no idea. Is it like a donut or is it like a crepe or is it like a waffle or what? Yeah. No, it's it's more like a like a, a kind of like fried kind of donut uh, okay. kind of thing, but flat, flat, and then uh, with like you know something in the middle that you can choose. You can like uh, put chocolate in there or ice cream or I think uh, uh, Carol had like um, this. I call it those like colorful like kind of cornflakes kind of things. I forgot what the name was of them. <laughs> like hundreds and thousands. Colorful cornflakes. Uh, cornflakes. Okay. No. Cereal. So basically, Chris, crispies or something. If anyone crispies? visits Canada, they need to have Fruity a beaver tail and then like Fruity some loops. poutine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the poutine is better in Montreal, though. Okay, I'm just gonna say that fruit, fruity pebbles. Yeah, those kind pebbles. of things. Oh. Uh, and then also, um, if if you go to the aquarium, they have this really cool kind of like um, hallway going through the aquarium oh. where you have like sharks going over you, oh. which is oh, really like an underwater awesome tunnel. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, like, cool. it's like a tunnel and you have like several sharks in the in the tank and above you and they come like really, really close over you. You can literally see like the rows of teeth that go behind Ooh. her. So I was geeking out on that. Well, did you chew on your yeah. beaver's tail? <laughs> what, chewing on my beaver's tail? Did, did, did you get chased <laughs> by, uh, by a uh, crappy looking uh, siren uh, creature? Uh, yeah, but that was just me being weird in the water. So Fair enough. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> what have the uh, what have the chat been up to this week? Have they been up to anything interesting? Have they actually played any VR games? Maybe we should talk about some VR games. VR games. Uh, yeah. So, what are VR games again? Yeah, you tell me. I thought I thought VR was dead actually, but uh, no, not. Oh, apparently not. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Sure. Okay. So here we go. Some games, right? You guys want to yeah. hear some games? Yeah. Here we go. Let me bless you with some glorious virtual reality. So this week. Uh, we have uh, uh, Watu UK, who mm. uh, played Elite Dangerous with the VR dudes. Um, I don't know who the VR dudes are, but uh, <laughs> sounds 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 fun. Uh, he also played Gorn and some Red Dead Redemption 2 and Far Backs. Oh God, we're still waiting for uh, I want that. that Rockstar stuff, right? I want that so bad. Come on, if Rockstar. You're, if you're interested in, in, in what Rockstar is working on, check out our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we have a clip there about, you know, what it could possibly be. Uh, it's very yep. interesting. Uh, then we have Oni Case who uh, jumped into lo-fi Moose mm. Life. <laughs> you hear Moose that, Rowdy? Life? Yeah, Moose Life. Life. We covered, that was that fucking weird one. Yeah, it's fucking weird, weird game. Yeah. Right Sadly, no Dodo Island uh, 3 yet. We're still waiting for that to launch on Quest 2. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, uh, also, uh, he dived into uh, Echo VR, um, Ancient Dungeon and Pistol Whip on the Quest. And then last but not least, we have Roy Swartz, who has been uh, running around. No, he says, I'm still running around in Firewall. That sounds like he is stuck in the Matrix <laughs> and he can't find the phone to call. Get out. Know, to, uh, yeah. He yeah. needs an exit. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. That's uh, that's some of the games. Nice. People are, nice. you know, all, you know, waiting until the Quest 2 drops and saving up their money. Some good games new, dropping uh, as well on, on launch. And that's yeah. actually one of my highlights. Leads me on nicely Ooh. to one highlight, and that is uh, Saints and Sinners on Oculus Quest, uh, because ah. um, because we got access to the Quest too early. Uh, we've got access to some press um, demos, and Saints and Sinners on Quest was one of them. Uh, it does it is going to be releasing on both the original Quest and Quest Two. I know a lot of people have got a little bit confused over whether yeah. this game is just going to come to the second. In general, headset. right? Like I, yeah, I, I constantly see people saying like, "Yeah, will my games from the first one go to the second one?" Yeah. Uh, it, it's good for for Facebook to communicate this for sure because I, yeah. I think a lot of people do not understand that it's still the same account and the same games. 
Yeah, both headsets are going to use the same store uh, moving forward. There yeah. might be exclusive Quest 2 content in the future, but I don't think it's going to be uh, for a while yet. Wouldn't we just like, I mean, this is very similar to, to give it a kind of an easy uh, metaphor or example, like PS4 and PS4 Pro, right? Because like yep. when that happened, all the PS4 games were playable. You just might yep. have seen a minor improvement mm. um, yep. in the PS4 Pro. That's product. a good way of uh, yeah. comparing well, it. Yeah. The only difference is that this one is called a two, and the pro is called a pro. Yeah, true. So. I, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna be the future, uh, rather than the the present. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I think Mike's right. At some point in the future, there will be titles that, especially we'll if they're side loaded, oh. that will be exclusive. If you want to sell a new headset to people, you kind of need to force them with something. <laughs> I think it'll be a while yet. I think it'll be a while yet, but we well, will see it well, for sure. Mm, you never know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Saints and Sinners are on Quest. Um, you know, when we first saw Saints and Sinners, it's been about a year now since it's been out on PC. And they said, you know, we're going to release it on Quest. I was kind of like, how the heck are they going to pull this off? Like, I was really skeptical about how they're going to yeah, bring this gonna, game to Quest. It's going to look crap, you mean? You were like, this is going to be a uh, stickman version of uh, Saints and Sinners. Exactly. But <laughs> I'm actually really impressed with what they've done with this port. And I think you're feeling the same way, Nathie, right? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, yeah. You know, graphically, obviously, it is a visual downgrade. There's no denying mm -hmm. that. But in terms of all the game's mechanics, story, everything else, they've managed to keep that intact. Yeah. And certainly, like, you know, you've still got the the weighty feel of all the weapons. You know, you really sort of like, a bit like in Red Matter, everything feels like it's got some heft to it. Yeah. Uh, so you really have to swing your axe to, like, lop a walker's head off, which is really nice. Um, so yeah. that's that's remained intact in the port yeah, as well, which is great. That's, that's where the graphics went to in the end. Quite possibly, yeah. Although that they, it is a visual downgrade, but like when you're immersed in the world, I think you quickly forget about all. No, that. it doesn't what look about, that bad. What about two things? So audio fidelity and fluidity of the physics. Did, did either of those take a knock? Both great, I would say. I don't think right. either of those have taken a knock. Um, the level in the in the level in the demo that they provided is the one where you have to. Um, you meet a woman and she's like, "Oh, my husband! I turned into a walker and I've locked him in the loft." And I want his wedding ring. Ruben, or is he called again? Yeah. Ruben, Ruben, you here, mate? Um, yeah. So um, she asked if you can go and get her, uh, his wedding ring as a keepsake. You know, so she's got something to remember yeah. him by. Cool little story. Um, you've got this kind of limited <laughs> time to go and do it because you know uh, if you're if the time runs out on your watch, the then basically the, the bell the bell tolls, oh and then God. all the all those zombies come out and, and want yeah. a chunk of you. So. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to really dig this on Quest because um, I know this has been one of the most, like, you know, most anticipated titles coming to Quest. Um, and I never finished it on PC, so I am tempted to play mm, through the whole thing on Quest. Oh, let me yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you, it looks so good that people, what I have seen, think that we played it through virtual desktop. A lot of people thought that we so, played it so through basically virtual it's, desktop, what, yeah. what I think is if you play Saints and Sinners on PC on the lowest settings... I think you get quite close to what it looks like on the Quest. I think you're not far off there. Not far off. Um, but yeah, the game will be launching on both Quest and Quest 2 on the 13th of October, so bang yeah. on release. Cross and I think by. as a release title, I think it's a really solid one. And, you know, it's a great showcase for the Quest 2 because you don't see the foveated rendering in the headset. You're playing that game as well, and which is great. It, it's a full game. It's a full game, full single player. No, yeah, yeah. no party game. Like Yeah, you probably get uh, solid. 14 hours or something out of it. I mean, it literally is. If I discount Skyrim and push it to the sad corner that it belongs in for right now, it's my favorite VR game overall. I think if you want to be a sadistic fecker and really just go <laughs> stabbing zombies in the face, it yep. really is going to make you feel panicked in certain situations mm -hmm. um the characterization is good the only 
kind of downfall for me in the title was uh, because I've played things like the Telltale Walking Dead games, I was hoping that the branching, the forking ability to influence decision making would have been more impactful. It's not that it's not there. I just, when it, the game was first sold to me, that that was was supposed to be kind of the spine. like, And it, it ends up being more of a party trick than I think the center of the game. The center of the game of that is just the atmosphere. Like, goddamn, if you want to, yeah. if you if you watch The Walking Dead and you want to be in that universe, that yeah. puts yeah. you in that universe. Yeah. And someone's quickly asking, um, does Virtual Desktop work on Quest 2? Um, it does work on Quest 2. I've tried it. Um, although I don't think uh, the full capability of its features have been unlocked mm. yet because it's still very early days, but it does work. It's on par with the experience that Quest 1 can provide with Virtual Desktop right now, but I think it will be improved in the future. So... So one thing that that is the only downside I think of this game when it comes out is that it's going to be quite big. And if you have a 64 gigabyte quest, I do think it's going to be a a big chunk. Let's say uh, this is becoming the standard where we are going to see more games like The Walking Dead, because this is very ambitious. We usually don't see games being this big. Just saying, if there are more coming like that, then you have maybe five of those games installed and you're completely stuffed. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't know the full um, size of the full retail game yet. We're definitely talking about at least, I think, 10 gigabytes. The original, so we're talking about downscale resolution and texture. The original was 30 gig, if I'm remembering correctly. Interesting. It wasn't yeah, huge. So like it wasn't that's like be a something dirt 200 interesting. gig or something. Yeah. Like yeah. It wasn't Asgard's Wrath. Do you no, usually, does it usually range is three to five gigabytes for the large, large titles on Quest at the moment? Like there, yeah. I don't think I know of any beyond five at the but, minute. Is there is it like usually when you go to uh, the store on your phone or on your computer or inside the Quest, can you see how much gigabyte something is? You can see when it's installed. Are you saying prior to? No, install? like prior. They... If you want to buy it, and you're like, okay, I first want to see if it's even manageable for me. There is. There. I'm sure yeah, it would least... let you know if you couldn't, if like you maxed your capacity. But that would be interesting. We'll yeah. definitely let you know yeah. if uh, you know what the size and is when it releases. It is cross buy. It is crossed by. But personally, I think... I I would find it hilarious if, like, Assassin's Creed or, like, Splinter Cell came out and it was, like, (laughs) 63.9 gigs or something, you know? I I still think 64 (laughs) gigabytes is plenty for for the average game. The game is, like, 64 in total, yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, the 256 is really necessary. I I agree with you. My, My wife and I were having this debate the other day, and I was like, the only thing is, if you're a creator, especially if you get, like, you know, Mike, for example, right? Let's say you get halfway through Saints and Sinners. You don't want to lose the save file, uninstall it, any of that kind of stuff. So you tend to leave more installed apps on your device. Yeah, and yeah. so for us, it does influence to beyond this need for 64. Well, and and, yeah. and recording yeah. too. Like recording is, is, recording uh, it. is pretty beefy because uh, I think I played about, I think, one and a half hours of Saints and Sinners. I had like a three gigabyte uh, video file. Yeah, you mean native yeah. recording so, on the device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. native yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One one other thing we should mention is that it hasn't been optimized for Quest 2 yet either. So this is just running a straight port for the Quest 1 version on Quest 2. And what we've seen this week from Vertical Robot, who made Red Matter, is that they've actually worked and pushed uh, a Quest 2 update to their game with uh, higher resolution and better textures. Uh, Foveate rendering has gone as well, so it really takes advantage of Quest 2. And this is the first time we've seen a developer do that. So I would expect to see more developers posting updates to take full advantage of the performance headroom they've got on Quest 2 in the future. That's going to so, be so a little bit of an overhaul. There's another, um, there's another Saints and Sinners title dropping at the end of the month uh, from Servios. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's totally just Walking Dead, not Saints and Sinners. 
Uh, oh. Sorry, Walking Dead. Yeah, I used the wrong part Onslaught. of the name there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah Onslaught. The other, yeah. The, yeah, so Onslaught's also coming, which is which is new. Um, but if you're like a, a real Walking Dead fan and you want to get a game that's more close to like the characters and the storyline that you're used to, like your Michonne's and stuff like that, oh, um, yeah. and that might be yeah. more your bad. Because this one is, stays away from these characters, really. That one is that one coming to the quest though? I don't think so. No. I don't no. think so. And then that that will be a huge miss on their side, especially no. now. You know, Saints and Sinners got announced for when October thirteenth. Yeah, release, so yeah. then they should have done the same thing, and they didn't. So mm-hmm. they still think that PC VR and PlayStation is gonna be it. Well, the, the funny thing is, right? They they rescheduled in part to kind of avoid a conflict, or that's how it seemed. Uh, yeah. Now they're basically I, and you get maybe Skydance did this. Yeah, one step again, behind yeah. again. I think. Yeah. Oof. Oof. But they were working on more games, so maybe, you know, they have something else. Uh... Oh, they should, you know what they should port over, you know, Servios? Um, the the raw other data? one. No, not Raw Data. The the other show. Uh, they... Spin Factor? Oh, no, no, not... no Westworld. The Westworld. Westworld Awakening. Oh, Westworld. Awakening. Westworld. Yeah, they, that that, that yeah. one could work on, on Quest, I think. Good. Yeah. Good shout. Good shout. <sighs> Okay, well, let's jump into the news then. Uh, first bit of news is some more Quest 2 news, as we're going to be talking about accessories from Logitech. Uh, because with the announcement of Quest 2 this week, we found out that Oculus have some select official partners to make accessories for the new headset, like Logitech and VR Cover are two great examples, and I'm sure more will be added over time. Um, the interesting thing is the Logitech products, they only appeared uh, online after they announced the uh, um, Quest 2 headset. We didn't get any information really about these accessories up front, uh, particularly what they look like. And they appeared on the Oculus store uh, in America uh, this week. However, these accessories, I don't think they're available outside of the US. Um, so if you're interested... No freaking sorry. way. Yeah. Are you doing this again? Yeah. So both VR Cover <laughs> and Logitech oh products God. are not available officially through the Oculus Store outside of the US is what it seems from my research so far. I'm confused. Um, but if you're in the US and you're interested in these products, the two products are uh, the Logitech G333, which are in-ear earphones, which use the Quest 2's single 3.5mm headphone jack. And mm. they kind of... Uh, slot in the jack and then wrap around the back of the strap uh, to your other ear um, and it kind of uses a flat white cable and it has interchangeable ear tips for comfort um, I still find it weird when I see those pictures that they let the loop like go in front like like I I always would expect the loop to go you know the back following the shape of the head yeah, because to the back and then come because back because you're using your controllers and there is a possibility where you yeah. kind of I think you can do it like around the it's, back it's, you can do it. Yeah, but in, in all of the pictures that they, they show, show the like front. the loop, even for like the the other accessories, it always goes to the f- to the you know to the front of it. Yeah. And I find it so weird. Oh, to have what, the loop but what there. makes this so like VR ready special? Is it just that Velcro thingy? Because I mean, I could go to like so, a so, supermarket no. and just buy a and little. And this is the same. This is the same with both <laughs> you know the, these, I mean? these devices that I'm going to talk to you about. But basically, okay. they've just adjusted like previous uh, products that they've had, you know, and yeah. they just changed but the cable they, lengths to are they to make more it expensive VR-ready. though because they're VR ready. No. Okay, no, these so, are 50 bucks. Um, oh, okay. And then you also have like the Logitech Pro Gaming headset, which is a pair of like over ear headphones. This is the kind mm. of headphones that I would recommend to use with the, with the Quest 2. Mm. Um, but this basically is their Pro Gaming head, headset with the addition of a shorter cable. Uh, oh. Basically, they've shortened, shortened the cable, uh, the audio cable to like 30, 40 centimeters. So it doesn't hang but down and get in your way when you're playing. It, isn't there an opportunity for audio companies to make something that is made for VR? Or is that is it just fine to use whatever is you know well, available from well, the outside? 
Well, this is so this this pro gaming headset is a hundred dollars, so it's quite expensive. Um, and yeah, like you say, these are just kind of like products that already existed that have been adapted. And now yeah. they're like Oculus ready, although there's nothing really different there. Certainly, I feel like Oculus missed an opportunity to make a audio solution tied to a head strap. You know, like an, an elite audio strap. I think or what the know, PlayStation that... had, the PlayStation VR, like the what were the name of those again that were like on the, the, oh, the strap Mantis. itself? The Mantis. Yeah, the Mantis. That's yeah. that's a great example of something they should be doing. Yeah, something that attaches to the head strap is smart. Yeah. Um, but you know, making an audio variant of the elite strap would have yeah. also been a good move True. from them, and I would have I would have bought one with velvet index speakers. Oh, yeah, please. Oh, God. Um, although, uh, talking about Valve Index speakers, um, the Rebuff Reality are making VR ears, uh, oh, yeah, which are right, those yeah. like index-style uh, yeah. headphones for Quest and Quest 2. And apparently they said that they're going to be releasing clips for Quest 2 as well, so when they launch. Oh. Um, so that is going to be a, ne- a decent solution, it looks like, and but they, they will... are powered. So just bear that in mind. And they will like launch independently, or will they also be part of this new program? Who knows at this point? I think they haven't announced themselves as an Oculus partner yet, mm. but so likely independently. So yeah, I think with these products from okay. from Logitech, you know, they're obviously partnering with Oculus, but I think they kind of missed a trick to do something interesting and unique, you know, with these. And I, 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 like again, I found out like if you if you show like the video on like this like these big headphones, there's this huge loop again to the front. Why haven't they like you know just provided like a clip or something to like make it attach it to the strap? So mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're playing Beat Saber, you're doing well, this. They weren't, and you come a little bit too close. Your your headphones are flying off. You can buy new but ones. But this shows again that some companies don't know, don't really care about VR that much. They didn't even try in this case. It's like oh, we just have the headphones. Let's just uh, sell. Did did. Did Facebook reach out to them or did Logic... I, I think it was Facebook no idea. reaching out to them because I don't think Logic would be like, hey, let's uh, do this right now. I, well, it's... No, because usually, I mean, Logitech do do partnerships with a bunch of uh, other tech firms that mm. launch. I've seen this before, all kinds of gear. Logitech's all over the shop. Uh, and some of their stuff is really good. But um, like your concerns in terms of the form factor here, I think it doesn't look right. Um, I think they could have done a better job with the cable tidy. They obviously do that for the taking the headphones on and off to give you the extra slack so that you're not, you know, pulling the headset or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But it doesn't look great. The particular part that I don't like, particularly if you consider this with the the Elite strap, is that that's going to be hard plastic running along the side of your head. And the actual, the, the cushion pressing against that can in certain combinations be uncomfortable. So I, I hope they've actually tried both straps. And when they say they've gotten this certified, I understand that means Oculus were involved in the process, which to me means their impedance matched to the device. So you're gonna get the best sound out of them that those headphones mm-hmm. can deliver. I would tend to agree with uh, one of the points that Mike was making and, and maybe just to clarify on that, Mike, I think you weren't recommending this particular set of headphones. You're recommending over ear headphones as opposed to in-ear earbud types yes and i would agree with in terms of the the kind of landscape of the sound that's Mm. um that's really what you're looking for the other thing that i would say in a headset if you're willing to spend a little bit more money um going for like a noise canceling pair of headphones i mean there's there's some really great model noise canceling headphones uh like oculus on show floors they usually demo with um, I'm trying the to Bose remember now. Sound Bose, Comfort yeah, twos. The, the Bose yeah. Sound Comfort 2s are like really mm-hmm. nice, but you're basically then paying the same price for headphones as you are for the headset. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would recommend something about halfway down the way. I've been using for a year with my Quest all the time. Um, and I'll just mention it because I realized that they'd re, kind of rebuilt a USB-C charging version of this headphone. 
which is called the uh, Sennheiser uh, HD 450 BTs. Mm-hmm. And they're really great. I've actually got two pairs of them. They're so good. Um, and the nice thing about them is they're good for travel. And with cu- when coupled with an APTX trans, like a uh, uh, dongle uh, that you can get from Creative for like 25 pounds, you can do t- PS4, Switch, PC, and it's low latency Bluetooth, this APTX type. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and when I saw the new model that was white, I'm like, oh, damn, I got to... I'm going to have to get that now with the uh, with the Quest 2. So, I'm certainly mm-hmm. chomping at the bit like, you know, two pairs of headphones isn't enough for me. But the nice thing is that these things ship with a cable that's also flat like the Logitech one and and a right angle connector. So, it actually snaps uh, into the yeah, side of the headset yeah. like just perfectly and it just goes streamlined back along the back of the head strap, you know? And you just drop the excess <laughs> cable down the back of your shirt and you're away. And, and it's what's so the model nice number again? It's the so it's the uh, Sennheiser HD 450BT. BT standing yeah. for Bluetooth. I, I think I think what you're suggesting here is like so much smarter than what they're trying to sell here. Also, like the little Velcro. I mean, you can easily find a Velcro, you know, that is white, and you can mm-hmm. just. And I think you are like way cheaper in terms here. of uh, just something real quick because oh. <laughs> you can do this. And and for anyone who's like a starting creator and you're wondering how do I capture audio, all that kind of stuff, you'll need to split her out the side of the headset. But like having a right angle connector is also kind of important. But this is a really flat cable, and the beauty of it is if you just go in via the side into the side of the head jack, it's like very streamlined. And as long as you don't loop it through twice in the back, it won't like catch your hair or anything. Mm. It's in there. Yeah. The Bluetooth is fantastic. And then um, the the actual profile of the headband is really important because it totally misses the sidebar of the Oculus Quest. So there's no pressure put on the side of your head, which mm-hmm. if you're sensitive to head pressure, as yeah. some people are, then it doesn't cause that problem. I, I so do, I use them I for about a year, and I highly recommend them. They're a great buy for 150 pounds. I, I think it. I think it would be good to come back to this subject once uh, you know everyone has their quest two and talk about this again because yeah. uh, you know this this so. new elite strap is a little bit chunkier than than the original quest strap. So I, I do think it's it's good to you know yeah go back. And to one one thing I should mention that I have tested with the quest two is that Bluetooth headphones don't work. Uh, still, uh, there's still too much audio latency there. Probably mm-hmm. about three seconds worth, which makes it just unusable. Usable, so it's always going to have to be a 3.5 jack. Is that, is that all Bluetooth? Because there's like a lot of different types of Bluetooth the, as well was, that are out yeah, there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chip in on this because I've done kind of significant testing on this as well. I agree with Mike. Current Bluetooth is too latent for any any proper Bluetooth usage. It's still an experimental. So even if you're you know trudging into that swamp, you know you're probably in for trouble which you are, uh, it's not good enough, I would say, mm. at the moment. What is great is the XR2 has Bluetooth 5 capability, which means that if Oculus end up supporting it, the APTX low latency uh, transform for, for these headphones that I'm recommending now, these, these Sennheisers, is absolutely astounding. Like literally, you plug this thing into a USB port and away you go. It's, it's, just, a, it's just amazing. So I've, uh, I've really appreciated that so far, and I hope that there's a kind of a, an equivalent USB-C that could even go straight into the Quest and give you direct to the Quest, you know, Bluetooth low, low latency would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, the thing that I, because just to chip in real real quick, I, I, the headphones that I have, they're wireless as well, but they're not Bluetooth headphones, they're hi-fi headphones, mm-hmm. so I can't use them with something like the Quest. But even with these kind of headphones, if I play, for example, something like Pistol Whip, um, I can't hit the beat as accurately as I would want to just yeah. because there is that very, very small delay. It's it's literally in milliseconds, but it's in Beat Saber, I don't notice it as much, 
But if I play something like Pistol Whip, where you you know you're shooting and you have that that audio feedback on there as well, I do notice it uh, instantly. I play all of the other games perfectly mm-hmm. on there, not really bothered by it, but I do notice a difference uh, in, a, in so uh, even even with like and that's hi-fi, so it's even even faster probably than the than the low latency Bluetooth. Yes. You you will still have uh, no, I, issues. I I have to disagree because I'm new to aptx and the low latency, but it is literally latent free. I know standard Bluetooth and I know what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. the difference is is actually phenomenal. It, it feels like you're cabled. Um, and, but that's okay. just, that's, we right. should be clear that that is just available for PC right now using the USB dongle, right? Yeah. Uh, not yeah. Quest. Um, someone also asked about the lenses on Quest. Uh, do uh, corrective uh, lenses uh, work with Quest 2? And yes, so if you've got prescription lens inserts from Quest 1 or Rift S, they'll work with Quest 2, just so oh, you know. Exactly the um, same shape lens interface. Exactly thing. the same shape lens, yeah. That's and correct. I use some myself uh, from Widmo VR. How much do um, those cost, Mike? Like if you're if, if you're new to poor eyesight, how much would a set of custom lenses cost you? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's something like 50, 60 euros. Okay. That's, that's something like that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I should mention, going back to Logitech, is that they're also making a compatible VR keyboard uh, in the future oh, for productivity, yeah. uh, which yeah. we're going to be talking about very shortly. Oh, so wow. it seems like it's not just headphones, but other accessories that Oculus have teamed up with Logitech to make. Uh, but we'll get onto that very shortly. Can we, the first we also thing get like a Logitech mouse uh, for VR? <laughs> sure. Well, th- this keyboard has got a trackpad built into it. So if you want to use a mouse, then you kind of oh, can roughly wow. use a trackpad. <laughs> okay. Um, but let's get into the second bit of news, uh, and that's something I want to talk about, and that is John Carmack's talk uh, during Facebook Connect. So this happened mm-hmm. after the main keynote. Uh, it was quite late, so a lot of people missed it. But there were some really interesting snippets of information in this talk. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. It's completely unscripted, and John Carmack doing his thing and just dumping you with a ton of information. Uh, some of it's like... A layman can understand some of it gets super, super technical, but uh, it's interesting nevertheless. And if you're interested, go check it out. The whole talk is up on the Oculus YouTube channel now. Um, So I thought it might be interesting to talk about some of our highlights or some things that we took away from it that we thought that were interesting. Um, So did did any of you guys watch the talk and anything that you want to sort of mention that you took away from the talk that you thought, oh, this is really cool? Yeah. I I think the thing that stuck around uh, for me with the most is probably the thing that we'll be talking about as well. It's like the... When he talked about the connection uh, using Link and yep. the decompression signal, and that you know he, he specifically mentioned that um, even though they're kind of like phasing out the Oculus Rift S and uh, the Oculus Rift, uh, that they're still always going to try and you know closing that gap between mobile and PC. And he believes that we can get very close, but I mean it, it isn't perfect yet. It will it will still be uh, a better experience on PC mostly due to, you know, compressing the signal. Uh, and I think that the major thing is probably latency and they, they want to reduce that as much as possible. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, certainly um, talking about Link, because, you know, um, he, he said that they had like a real internal turmoil, almost like debate about wired versus wireless solution. And, you know, obviously everyone was kind of arguing like, oh, it needs to be wired because of like um, consistent, you know, performance. And his argument always was there are people right now as we talk that are using wireless uh, technologies to play like PC VR content wirelessly on their quest. And if people are doing that, then we should be, you know, trying to cater for those people as well. And I think he's 100 percent right because virtual desktop uh, wirelessly sending, you know, um, both Oculus and Steam VR content wirelessly to the quest is an amazing 
experience. If you've got a five gigahertz Wi-Fi connection, it's it's great. It's, um, it's also freeing. Yeah. Like the thing that I've noticed the most about it, as a guy who's got a bunch of PCs in his house, is if I want to, you know, have my PC interface in a different mm. room, I can't. If that means yeah. administering a server that's in my attic or going downstairs to play Minecraft or Starcraft with my kids, I can. That's the only way I can do it. Like, I, yeah. otherwise, it's what drag my PC downstairs or play from a different room and not be able to watch the kids properly. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's weird. Like, but it it enables you to do things that you can't. It, to, I mean, to us, we're obviously all sold on it. I think you know, if you're sitting around that exact table, you're saying, "Is my average consumer going to use it?" Mm-hmm. And the nicest part is, like what we were saying about the Bluetooth stuff with the XR2 chip in there. It's it is a reasonable future to predict coming yeah. to us, you know, even yeah, if it's true. not an available mechanism right now. But but on the other side, they are selling all of those fiber cables, and if people are using wireless, they don't need to buy it. So it is some extra incentive to make. Another thing I should mention is that a lot of people have been confused about Wi-Fi six. Um, and as far as we know, wait, from what, what is Wi-Fi six? First, explain what is Wi-Fi six because that sounds like a new UFO that just got built. Okay, so you got five gigahertz Wi-Fi, which is pretty common now. You got mm-hmm. two point four and five gigahertz Wi-Fi. They're kind of like standard sort of Wi-Fi ranges. Yeah. Uh, Wi-Fi six is basically, uh, you know, from from what I spoke to Zim about this before the show as well, that yeah. it's a, it's going to be a new standard that basically increases the bandwidth of the wireless signal. Uh. So you're going to be transmitting or receiving data, you know, in the gigabits rather than uh, hundreds of megabits, yeah, exactly. uh, which means, you know, fidelity, quality, frame rate, That's everything true. else can be increased. Um, from what we understand so far, the XR2 chip can support Wi-Fi 6, but it's not something that Oculus have enabled in the chipset yet. Just like the the low latency Bluetooth that Zim was just talking about, it's it's capable of on the XR2 platform, but it's just not being enabled yet. And it the, might be a feature we see in the future. You know, this is very much like those RTX cards that NVIDIA was pushing, because it's like, here's like on, on die, you have the capability to do this awesome stuff. It's not doing it today, but it, the, the potential is there. And it's super exciting because we've seen uh, Oculus and Facebook be actually quite aggressive on those technologies. So if anyone's going to push that stuff as a competitive advantage over there would be competitors, I think they would they would push for it. I mean, they've got a huge team doing R&D and, and obviously they've got a what feels like an unlimited budget on it. Um, you know, whether that's for good or for, for bad, we'll we'll see. But I love the fact that they're pushing that envelope and we're seeing developments just Soldier Force. I mean, can you imagine? Less than a year ago, we didn't have hand tracking, you know? And now yep. Yep. Like, they barely mentioned it. And it's like such a, a nascent technology. It's just very, it's a very interesting feature that I think will catch the eye of people. They first put on a quest, they're like, holy sh- wait, how's it getting my hands, you know? Well, like, I mean, that's the experience I'm expecting. Well, I, 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 I think if we're, if we're talking about Link, since this will be the only headset they are going to sell and they they want it to be, you know, uh, an all-in-one headset, then they need to they need to cater for both because uh, there are going to be so many more people also from the PC VR side mm. buying this because, again, it's cheaper also as a PC VR headset. So people are going to yeah. be like, uh, so, uh, I mean, yeah, I want to play wirelessly uh, tell me more yeah so. and i think we, i should probably state as well because i get asked this question a lot just recently like how i would compare rift s to quest 2 using link right now um, i would say the two experiences are like comparable like they're pretty similar to be honest um there's no real major advantage with either of them other than for me the field of view is slightly greater using quest 2 because the lenses are close to my eyes and my ipd is in the middle at setting two if you have a wider ipd it's going to reduce some of that field of view somewhat so just bear that in mind mm-hmm. um however 
link is coming out of beta and I think it's going to be around the release uh, around the 13th mid mid October anyway hopefully um, and they're talking about you know um, taking full advantage of the bandwidth of the official link cable to enable the full resolution of quest 2 and also to enable 90 Hertz so right now I'd say the experience is comparable with what you'd expect with rift uh, rift s mm. however is likely going to be better in the future. So just bear that in mind. But obviously, obviously we don't know that for sure just now. So that's well, it, kind of my answer on that. It's, 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 it, it's, it's, a, it's a, I mean, it's a dangerous game to stick with your Rift as anyways, because update-wise, it's going to, you know, so there's yeah. not much choice. Quite, or you have to jump to other headsets, you know, but... Uh, yeah. The Quest yeah. 2 is early days. It's, gonna, it's only going to get better, I think, from here. Um, yeah. You were asking about the like the takeaways from the conversation, and actually, Carmack is a guy who, because he's unfiltered, because he doesn't sweeten things, and he's he's not a salesperson. Um, I really appreciated him mentioning, kind of similar to what you guys were echoing last week, which that almost too good to be true uh, combination. He talked about you know in most situations when you're making an engineering decision, you're talking about the triangle of constraints, and you're saying, okay, I can get two, but I got to drop one of them. And he's saying this is probably the first time they've been able to ship a VR headset that, you know, it kind of feels like almost you, you're commonly positive or a step forward. He did talk about a variety of different things in his chat. I do feel like, if anything else, listening to a Carmack talk makes me want a, you know, want a Neuralink even more because I do feel like <laughs> the bandwidth between John's mouth and my brain sometimes is lacking. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing to listen to, and I think it's, Although it's it's kind of coming at you like a waterfall from it does <laughs> from John. it does it's it like really a machine gun of information. Like, yeah, I, I I can only equate it to like the audio solution on the index, which feels like a waterfall of sound targeted at your ears. Yeah. Like so. his is just it's ingenuity and like a behind the curtains uh, view of what's you know what's the conversation Smart, like. Smartness overload. It is funny. Um, Chris Richardson in the chat says, uh, I got the impression Carmack uses these talks talks to lash out at people in the company he has arguments with. And <laughs> and he, he kind of does in a way. Like he, he says, like, I have arguments about this all the time. And I think, you know, it's That's really what I love about this guy. He has the leverage to do yeah. it because he's so he's important. Like he's such an important asset of the company. If they yeah. fire him, they got a big problem. So they have. that's the thing. That's the funny yeah. part about it. I, but, I do um, love the guy. The, and and it made it so clear in the ending as well that he wasn't pleased about like ending the stream where it was for, yeah. for Jaden. Well, he took it know? off, right? And he did, those, <laughs> he, did the whole, yeah. he did three hours or something in venues or longer than that. The one yeah. question oh, yeah, I, wish I, I wish he would have answered, and I wonder if you guys know, um, there was a um, like a warb or a zorb. I call it a zorbing sound, which is basically on the quest, the microphone, as it picks up some of the piped audio if you use it without headphones into the microphone other people will hear a zorb 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 sound and if any of you've played i don't know rec room or zorb. vr chat you'll have heard this and it's a very notable thing and they didn't have it engineered out basically mm -hmm. what's happening is the noise canceling software isn't able to kind of catch and eliminate yeah. sound that's coming out and so you get that effect but i heard it from john during one of his venue sessions and I wonder if the second headset that he picked up when his first one went battery flat was a Quest 2 and have they solved that problem or is it actually exemplary of, you know, yeah. it's a small thing, but I actually think that, that that audio, like the base level default that everyone's going to get when they get a Quest yeah. um, is important because when you mm -hmm. hear that disturbance, it it's not it doesn't lend to the conversation it, it definitely detracts from it so so something something crazy that i you know heard most people talk about after you know he gave his uh, his talk was that so 
we all know that the Quest 2 uh, will support 90 hertz later, you know, in in uh, games, but also in the menu, just everywhere. But then this guy is just taking it to the next level. He's like, yeah, but 120 should also should also work in a way. It's like, yeah. what the heck, dude? <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, forget about the 90. Just just go with that, man. Like, I would love it, but I mean, that that's of course like pushing it to the limit. Yeah, he said that the, the, the display was capable of up to 120 hertz. That's, that's and crazy. I wonder if, you know, with the, the power of Link and the bandwidth of that cable, that they might be able to unlock that in the future somehow. Yeah, because you um, keep on saying unlocking, so they really have the keys for that. There is no one uh, smart enough from the modern community who can kind of hack into that and be like, I, I, hey, we found it, let's I, I go. Think, I think the problem is far more in the, you know, the compression of the signal and to have an efficient decompression. Because that, that's probably where you lose a lot of time in as well and that you need to have those, those two processes almost happening simultaneously in order to, to get like a really fast like decoding. So what they're doing with the, with the decompression, the compression is basically like losing a large part of the information that they tr then try to get again mm -hmm. uh, from um, uh, almost in real time. And I think that is what is causing it. That wasn't specific to Link, was it? Like I think that from what, from what I heard from Carmack, like, that 120 is possible on the chip today. and But mm -hmm. but this is what, like, Alex Meji uh, makes a really good point. And this is something with the original Quest as well. Like, the original Quest was uh, capable of 90 hertz, but um, it was it. It, was, it was locked, and that was what they got certified for. Mm -hmm. And he seems to think that this is the similar deal with the ah. Quest 2, that it, it's, it's been certified for 72 and 90 hertz and potentially not 120 hertz. So ah. he says he doesn't think it will ship ever officially. But. One of the things that holds that back, when you create a new electronic device, like in the States, for example, there's other regulators else, elsewhere, you have to put it on the table and get it certified yep. to then be allowed in mm -hmm. consumers' hands. So yeah. you can't tinker And also overheating, much. probably. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did mention the thermals, and he said that it, it, it could yeah. do double what they were, they were cooking it on, but um, well. yeah. Anyway. But that 120 was really more as like an experimental feature yeah. because he even suggested for some people that if they want to try experimenting with mm -hmm. that, uh, then he'd be very interested in seeing like the results of that. But I never got the impression that there was like someone making it or <laughs> that he was suggesting someone to make a, a full game trying to hit 120. Well, yeah. well uh, in, in the chat, someone has the perfect solution. It's Max Fernandez who says uh, uh, 120 hertz, feck it, even if my quest 2 explodes. I could just buy a new one because it's only $2.99. Yeah, but this is the Tesla button thing, isn't it? It's like, just jack it up, get it performing great. Yeah. You know, if you um, let humans do it, they'll do it. Um, and this is really funny to me because it's like, we've just gotten the biggest Christmas present that we could want in 2020, I think, in VR. And yet we still want more from We it. already want just, more. We're yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's we're typical. so over entitled. That's typical. Like, oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude that, that's what we call VR enthusiasts. Yeah. Over one, enthusiasts. one other thing I want to highlight um, that I picked up on on the talk was that he said that the controllers were an expensive part of the production process. And, you know, it took a lot, a lot of money actually to include them uh, with the headset. Oh. And he kind of hinted at uh, a future version of Quest that would ship potentially without controllers and just utilize hand tracking. And I thought wow. that was kind of interesting. And I wondered Wait, if, that's if public, Quest... Though. Pardon? Yeah. So that's from last year. Last year they talked about that. Zuckerberg what? mentioned it on stage at OC6. Shipping a that headset they, without controllers? Yeah, exactly okay. that. But yeah, he and mentioned I, that that was their target. But, to ship but how, how would that work? Because the menu can be controlled completely. You have, let, let's say, like three games or something that you can use. So are they then... Like yeah, every developer needs to make like everything compatible. No, no, no. Play no, no, Beat Saber no, with you, your hands. How? You, you you just have certain apps that <laughs> yeah. you can only use, 
Um, or it's just for social <laughs> applications. Like if, if, if say, Horizon explodes and it's just exactly. like a huge, huge thing and people buy a headset because so of Horizon. that would mean that what I said before, that they would target a more, like, average Maybe. Joe, uh, you know, yeah. uh, group would, per- be, would be perfect. This is exactly the point that you made a couple of podcasts ago, Nathy, which is if, you're, if, if your social platform is compelling enough and the engagement you get compelling from it enough, is yeah. education, social, yeah. and entertainment, like movies and stuff, True. Why do you need gaming controllers? Yeah. And I, I mm. kind of wondered, like, what price would that be at if they ship them without controllers? Would it be 200? Would it be 250? How, how, how low do you think they could make 150? it? 150? Oh, yeah. I don't think they'd make it that low. Maybe it's just 20 like bucks. Maybe it's just 20 bucks because the rest incredible of the controller. <laughs> well, we're not talking about tomorrow, Mike. So, you know, think if they, you know, six months from now, a year from now, we're able to push that headset. You just get, like, free if you get, like, a paper or something. Right. <laughs> Can we like can we have the the best thing this man said and and Mike told me about it because I couldn't watch the last part of it because I was completely you know I fell asleep basically because I was so <laughs> tired of making videos and stuff for my channel. So anyways, like Mike told me that he was talking about Oculus rooms, something that we have been constantly yeah. talking about, and and it seems like finally someone also knows. What's up? Yeah, and he acknowledged that um, the the social platforms that were already available on the store, such as like big screen, um, rec room, VR chat, they were they had advantages over what they were creating with Horizon in terms of learnings and the the pitfalls that they've already overcome, you know, by developing those games. Mm. Um, and he he kind of suggested that they had already made some really great social VR experiences through Oculus Rooms, mm. and that they should have tried to. Uh, at least have that available now because Horizon isn't available now um, to fill the gap because, you know, Rooms was a great experience, uh, but he said that it would have taken too much work to adapt it to 6DOF over 3DOF, and that's why mm. they didn't do it. But he did acknowledge that it was probably one of the best social experiences yeah. they've made to date, uh, the which only, I totally like, agree it, with. Like, the only thing that was heavily integrated within the Oculus menu itself wasn't an app, it was just your home. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Rooms was great. I, I loved it. Yeah. Like the playing casual games with your friends was so compelling and so much fun that it, it made it worthwhile hanging out with them in VR. Um, and, and, and now, they should and now, try and, and bring now, that magic back. And now the only thing you can do is, is 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 have a phone call together in VR. Well, now you can't even do it because you've got too many virtual friends. Yeah, I got too many friends. Yeah, true. Um, so that is a problem. <laughs> but yeah, so that is John Carmack's talk. We could talk about what he talked about all day, uh, but I'd recommend you just go and watch it yourself. Uh, uh, it's, it's a it's a great stream. And I think someone has actually captured his after stream stream from venues after or stream, stream. Um So that's available wait, online wait, wait. if you want to go. Did anyone up. did anyone check out the after party? Zim. No, did dude, you? it was 4 a.m. I was like, you know, I had just watched Jaden Smith dancing under a fecked yeah. up low pixel rainbow. No, I was <laughs> so done. you it was so, really bad. Wait, wait, that was in Oculus venues and you just watched an event and oh. that was it. It was also on Facebook in uh, their 180 kind of oh, well. format. Oh, interesting. My general impression on venues is positive. But the thing that it really disenfranchises me with the whole thing is Fucking no beards. Like, what the hell, no guys? Beards, yeah. You want us to be, it, what, just we characters? We characters. You want us to look Dude. like this guy? No. Dude. <laughs> Dude, like, like, every we character had at least a beard, man. So, But yeah, yeah, everyone looks like me right now. It's super weird when I'm in there, too. I'm like, wait, wait, is that yeah. me? Oh, no. We need to no. take to the streets, protest. Yeah, we need beards. Give me my goatee back, <laughs> signs, signs and venues, we need beard. We need we beard. Need beards. We'll protest Zach, the venues. Zach, give us a beard, please. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that is John Carmack's talk. Go check it out. It's available as a full stream on the Oculus YouTube channel. 
Uh, next bit of news is that Oculus and Facebook's plan to bring productivity to VR uh, is going to be happening in what they're calling Infinite Office. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Um, Oculus right now is kind of like a gaming platform, um, but they know that for real mass adoption, they're going to need to provide you know, tools for productivity alongside gaming and media consumption. And Infinite Office is kind of their idea of where they're going to be heading in the future with this. It uses a combination of features already available on the platform, such as hand tracking, uh, multiple browser windows, messaging, and pass-through mode, all kind of combined together in a little suite of tools that kind of make it nice for productivity. And in addition to that, they're also going to be utilizing this Logitech keyboard, which I mentioned earlier in the show, um, in a kind of... It's kind of a weird split between the virtual mode and also a pass-through mode. It's kind of half and half. So like when you kind of glance down at your hands, it's kind of in pass-through mode, but the above the top half is in the virtual mode. Very strange looking, but it's going to kind of be interesting, especially if you can't touch type, you're going to need something like that for the the, the noobs that kind of mash a, you know the, a button with one finger yes. at a time. The, the one finger type. Yeah, exactly. Um, you need to wait, cater for those people. Wait, 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 hang on. Are, are you a touch typist, Mike? I can touch type now. Yeah, you know. Okay. Just, check, yeah. just checking. Just checking. Yeah, just I, checking. Can, I can. Otherwise, now. you'd have to re. You'd have to go. Yeah, to I mean, this, this man. This man was a police officer. He was like making fails all day, like, and you know, writing. That, that yeah, fines you realize you realize that, that you don't get to do all the fun stuff like driving cars fast all day. You basically spend ninety percent of your <laughs> life writing statements and boring reports, smoking a cigar um, behind your desk. You know, uh, that is the life that I used to live. Again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. um, but yeah, this 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 keyboard from Logitech, uh, it features a touchpad as well. So you got that for like more precise input. So you can use it as a little mm. mouse. Um, and it also shows uh, phone notifications in this new sort of like Office Infinite. So if someone sends you a, a message via Messenger, for example, that could pop up in your display. Uh, so while you're working, you can get notifications from the real world, which is kind of nice. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I think it's just interesting that they're pushing this so early because I, I still think it's really really early days for productivity in general because i can't imagine me particularly spending wanting to like write scripts or stuff or edit videos in vr right now but it's clearly the way that they want it to go in the future and i think that's why it's interesting well, at least what they're ready kind of to go you know for when it does uh, you know take off i mean innovating yeah. on, on this space is not a bad idea uh, mm. You know, with keyboards too, like how many, I think we saw a keyboard once before a few years ago oh. in VR. Yeah. But it was very expensive. But I don't like know, $400, was it? $500 or something It was very expensive, then, I, I remember. It. But anyways, like it's good to kind of experiment with, with tools that are already there, like a mouse and maybe uh, a keyboard and everything else that, you know, uh, goes with it uh, for mm. VR. Because I do think some people are already remotely working in VR and want a keyboard. Mm. I want to do that. I've already said that a couple of times. Like I, th I would really like to get my workspace into a virtual reality environment, and I think that what they've shown now, I'm very excited about. Uh, just like having multiple screens, uh, especially with the increased resolution from the Quest Two, the better lenses, uh, no cable that you could do it pretty much anywhere, uh, and having a keyboard possibly in there. Um, if, I mean, of course, I don't know how it how it will work and if it's properly done and if it's mm. actually practical. I mean, no one has ever done that before, I guess, in such a way or such a format. 
but it does make me excited about the future that you know i'm i mean i bought this giant monitor and you know half of my living room is an office but maybe in the future you know you would have your your office in a virtual space and you wouldn't need so much space in your house for for a specific room for that which i think is very interesting from a from a business perspective yeah i i, I like especially it. considering you know the crisis that we have right now you know not everyone has an office at their home where they can work at yeah. Um, but uh, having something like that might actually improve that kind of thing again. I, I like it. My only, <laughs> I always go to the dystopian future whenever I see these things. Like straight away, I see their, you know, their video, and it's like, okay, when are the future police coming? Are they going to come and cuff <laughs> me? And you know, I just, I just think about all the Hollywood films that show these virtual screens and uh, all of that. You, you'll know what I'm yeah, referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, in terms of the actual capability, I think the Quest has been begging for this ever since the pass-through mode was shown. And actually, when when Carmack, just to link the two topics, like when Carmack was talking about the pass-through cameras on the Quest 2 and how they're still kind of the same level of fidelity as on Quest 1, it's still this kind of monochrome, relatively lo-fi camera, but that they're still able to get this great tracking out of it. Um, like, why, why would I necessarily need... Um, a physical keyboard, you know, could, could I, if you are a touch typist, couldn't I get a, a digital keyboard to kind of pick up my finger movements and discern what I'm trying to type and then just, just help me along with that instead. So that, that's, that's kind of a solution that when we were talking about, you know, a headset that ships that you, you buy, it doesn't come with any controllers. Well, what if it has a virtualized keyboard that you can just put your hands on any flat surface and type mm -hmm. away? That means you could hop onto a train, do your reports up and all you're carrying in your bag potentially is you know uh, quest two without the rigid head strap and you just pop it on do some work before you get to the office and it there it solves a few things one of them being security no one can look over at what you're typing you know and i i see That's constantly true. people uh pulling up documents on a you know seven or eight a.m train or flight where it's like you should not be showing that to all of us that is that is you know you're, you're looking at that's a merger information right there <laughs> that's not material not yeah. public information yeah, so. no, that's a really good point. And people want to know in the chat what future uh, crime are you are you actually trying to plan? Oh, you know, <laughs> it's me, Plenty. Plenty, you know, you can't trust where, old Zimmer. Where does he start? Just, don't, just, don't worry, just, he'll just, probably you'll probably stream it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, live. Just, yeah. just imagine, you know, when you start playing GTA, that's Zim in a couple of years, and then he just does everything you can do in GTA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, that's a good point that Water UK made. He said like, uh, so now you can put like your headphones. Uh, your your VR headset on and nobody can see what you're working on but everything around you can be stolen <laughs> this is where because it was like a half pass through mode so you would still of have course, some, some awareness of what's going on in the real world around you but I think it's super interesting and this is going to actually be releasing in a, an experimental release later this year so it's going to be happening pretty soon so it's going to be interesting to see you know how people react to this and if it actually gets used I'm looking I, forward to that. I forgot one small story from OC6. When I was flying out, I got caught in uh, Paris flying to California. And there was a guy I was demoing to. Um, and when he handed the headset back to me, because everyone was like gawking at him or whatever, I had the headset on. I was using a tap like pass-through mode and people thought they couldn't see me. And even this like little boy walks up and goes, you know, he like, makes <laughs> a face in front of me. And it's funny because if you if you aren't familiar with VR tech, you don't think that the person in the headset can see you. Can see you. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. 
Nice. So yeah, that is Infinite Office coming out later this year as an experimental release for productivity in VR. It's going to be interesting to keep a track of that. Mm, um, next, for sure. Next bit of news is about sideloading on Oculus Quest. Uh, a while ago, we had uh, the creators of SideQuest on the show, and we knew back then that a new sideloading process would be coming from Oculus uh, for Quest in the future. And it seems more information about this new sideloading process has been released this week around Facebook Connect in a keynote called New Ways to Prepare, Promote and Monetize. This was a keynote kind of aimed at developers, how to sh sort of effectively share your application and stuff like that in the future. And this new process uh, provides developers access to a new, new release channel that will not require Oculus Store approval. Uh, and this is the key part here because, of course, we know it's a strict curated store. You need to go through a pitch. You need to be approved by Oculus to be on the official store. And that's where kind of SideQuest filled the gap. But now Oculus are offering their own solution to that. And basically, they're saying that uh, apps will be able to be free to download or developers can even monetize apps that aren't going to be on the official store, which is interesting. Um, so this will be a great way for developers to get games out there for people to test on a wider scale through like beta testing and also share just experimental and in interesting content that just might not hit the quality bar for the official store. So the, the dis distribution of uh, games using this channel will be done in a couple of ways. Firstly, developers can provide keys and provide them individually, uh, which is how kind of game uh, early access game keys work now for content creators for example you get sent a key from the developer you can redeem it through your oculus account and then you can add the game to your library simple the second way is much more interesting and this is where developers can create a unique url which can be posted anywhere on social media which users can use to be directed to the oculus app and then they can remotely install the game uh, onto their headset so let's say for example um Let's, like uh, the hand labs experience that is on SideQuest right now, only mm -hmm. available through SideQuest sideloading. The developers could say, right, we want to share this new build with everyone. We're going to post on our Twitter account the new build link. Anyone could click on that link. And if you're using a mobile phone, it would go straight to the Oculus app on your phone. And you could add that experience to your library, which then you can either install remotely if your Quest is turned on and nearby and connected to your mobile device, or it just be added to your library that when you turn your Quest on, it'll be there in your library and you can download later on. And I think that is really, really interesting because it cuts out all of the the nonsense that you have to deal with, sideloading content, yeah. creating a developer account, loading yeah, APKs. It's a step towards Stadia, actually, because Stadia's whole point was like, you know, oh, you can see it, you can play it, and I yeah, like I think just... about I think about uh, Dave Zilla's uh, quest or his, his uh, Pavlov build because that was basically it. It was here's a, here's a little URL that you can go mm. to to get these files. Then you have to go through the process of sideloading it. They've cut out the sideloading step, and it makes it that bit easier. And I think mm. it's it's a really kind of streamlined solution. But this whole thing all the news as kind of expected unfortunately is a harpoon into the side of side quest and pushes it down the mountain it's not gone but it means that it's like it's you know it's it's away from your average consumer another step than it was before well what they've said is and uh, and yeah i kind of felt the same way mm -hmm. um but they said that what they're going to do is side quest are going to change their plan and what they're going to do is they're going to act as a kind of storefront or platform to show the catalog of unlisted content that's available through this process because you got to remember that even if you wanted to you couldn't search for this content on this official store you've got to go out and find the links or get the keys directly from the developers and what sidequest is saying is this is a platform for developers and we can host all the games and experiences that are available that are unlisted 
on the Oculus uh, platform. And you can just click the link through our website and download it from there. So I think they'll still survive this. And in mm. fact, it could even boost them even more in the future. Who knows? But it's kind of a bit uncertain for them. I do agree. But it's well, we're, not half, as... we're halfway there of, of Facebook still needing them. But we're now heading yeah. to the point where they're not uh, needed anymore. And then what Zim said, they will be pushed up the mountain. It, well, it, the it's way not I as see nuclear it is, as I think. Yeah. I, th so the way I see it is we've gone from a two-tier pyramid to a three-tier pyramid. And I would say that this is exactly the same thing that at the design table, Oculus is trying to do with mm. Horizon. It's, okay, you've got the platform, you've got the best social you know, app or the easiest one that consumers can drop into, and then you've got all the third parties. And I think it's the same thing here. So from a storefront perspective, you've got the platform, you've got their storefront, and even their, um, I'll call them the B-sides. So all of the stuff that isn't certified yet, you can access. But mm -hmm. then you've got SideQuest outside playing the, you know, they're one step above than whatever you want to call from the wider web. I don't want to call it the dark web, but I don't have a name for it. The kind of the unaggregated sources, places like Itch and that, which are just kind of out there, a dev can upload to, there aren't restrictions well, or rules. You can just find it and get sounds, it. But it's it sounds, sounds like a beautiful future to me, but I don't know. I really well, don't know. There is one downside, and this is something that someone mentioned in the chat. And this is uh, Chris Richardson said, uh, I fear the door of to modding Beat Saber will be shut closed. And I think that is a loophole that they're going to want to crush um, with this new system. Well, that's not just that loophole. There will be many more loopholes because first there were more games getting, you know, because approved. Uh, there will be less games approved because Facebook is not into all of the content that the team of SideQuest used to approve. So, But exactly, like this, uh, this is where... Although that it's not going to necessarily be under the curation um, scrutiny of the official store, it's still going to have some curation. They're not going to allow yeah, yeah, like no, pornographic no, no. stuff no, on there. No, They're no. not going to allow like hyper hyper violent stuff on there um, that goes too far. They're not going to allow like copyright stuff on there or stuff that violates pri uh, piracy. You know. Do you think they will so, also get involved into locomotion kind of methods and, and stuff like that, where I, it's like comfort think, uh, levels? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think they'll allow yeah, way more the, stuff on there, but. But certainly from like custom Beat Saber tracks, I think you can pretty much say goodbye I'm, to that with this new method going forward. I'm Maybe. really keen though. Like what's this going to, what, what's this going to do? You know, like, I mean, aside from the filtration, it is adding an additional filtration layer, but it is making it easier to, to, for people to get their stuff in front of consumers, which today has been a real, I mean, it's one of the main talking points we heard at the last Oculus Connect. And yeah. I do mean the last one, I mean, you know, 2019. So yeah. If that if that if that gets cleared and people are actually able to put their games in front of someone, albeit without the certification, that's great. As you as you open, I, I think it's I think it's important to keep in mind just that um, with more and more people uh, getting to the quest platform, eventually a small portion of that will also always trickle down to the side quest uh, platform. So even though there might be less of a trickle down, that trickle down might still be bigger just because the percentage of people. Uh, owning uh, a quest or a quest 2 mm. is continuously getting bigger especially mm. now with like the new release of the quest 2 yeah. you have a a new you know enormous wave of people joining uh, the virtual reality uh, uh, revolution a little bit as well and i think that you know side quest kind of realizes you know okay there's an extra step there we might lose some people on there uh, for, for who is just too technically complicated or whatever they're going to try and reduce that as much as they can but still they will have percentage-wise less, but in absolute numbers, there might be more people eventually coming down to the yeah, platform. If they've That's survived true. the next 
six to 12 months, you're right. Because that balloon, that balloon is just going to keep growing from what we can see. Yeah. This um, new distribution uh, system will be available to developers in early 2021. So not too long, really. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a complete redesign of SideQuest and their, their, their kind of like store as, if it, as it were. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens long term to them. But it looks like it's good for us in terms of it's going to make the process easier. One click installs of like experimental content is way better than but, having to create a dodgy uh, developer you... account. But aren't you on the other side sad that maybe, well, I'm almost sure that the modding thing is going to go? I'm not a big Beat Saber modder anyway, so like for but, me... It, yeah, I think a lot of people... If you, if I mean, yeah, people, on the other if side, if we expect... Tracks. Now that like the thing is, if we expect an open platform on, on, the, on the Oculus side, then of course, I mean... We never expected that to happen in the first place, so no. it's fine. But there are like people who love to mod their games a little bit, like to you know be a bit creative. But I don't think like the Oculus platform is the place to be here for that. No, you, the PC platform oh. is the place to be for that. Yeah. And, and if that's yeah. what you want, then that's what you you should really go to. The thing um, is, though, you're you're on a melting iceberg anytime you're in a space which is not strictly legal, you know. And modding Beat Saber songs in that are not licensed for for that use case is not strictly legal so no. you know as sad as yeah. you can be you got your time on the iceberg be yeah. happy about yeah. that and i yeah. would just say you know get on board maybe with it's not just that it's also that facebook owns beat, beat saber, saber also, now so it's uh, different but, now but also beat saber wouldn't be as popular if it wasn't for the modding that's true yeah. no i do agree it's, there it's i do agree yeah. it street. is it is um, but that is the new sideloading process. Definitely going to be easier for us, um, but it might not be as easy for SideQuest to survive in the question. future. I didn't see this in their in their releases so far in the information out. How is it going to look to consumers uh, that are using this platform for that uh, uncertified content? Are we talking kind of a, a shadow store? So you have to select a drop down and then see the secondary showplace, or is it going to look like what we have on had on Rift when it first landed, and you had this kind of uh, no, no, no. You won't. You won't. You, you won't be able to find it anyway. Other, other than if you've got the 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 URL or a key from a developer. Okay, so they're saying it's not going to appear in the store at all. Nope, mm. it's okay. going to be unlisted. So it's a bit like an unlisted YouTube video. If you're familiar with how YouTube works, um, you know, an unlisted video is up on on YouTube, and you can provide a link for someone to watch it, but yeah. no one can search it and find it. I'm surprised they still don't go for like some kind of green light system within that where people can vote it up and then they also get an idea from the community if this game is really well, what people want think, to buy or not. I think there know? will still be a, a, a big, uh, like there'll be a huge audience of people that still want this stuff and the fact that they can buy it is going to be great for developers. I think, you know, yeah, but like a lot of the stuff that is on SideQuest can be on the official store and it's all fine. It's just that... Yeah, this, this is no. this is the revolution we saw on Steam a couple of years ago, right, with green lighting. And I'm really interested, like, once we press that, let's say, unlisted link, do we get to see uh, a page that has images of the game, a download button, and the ability yeah. to leave remarks? If we do, then it actually would be Oculus building up a system that could very easily be transformed into a green lighting system later. It does. I, it does. I, so it does have a storefront. Mm -hmm. It does have like box, like artwork no, I, and stuff I, like that. From I think the, the images that they've shown so far. I think if it reaches a certain amount of downloads or a certain amount of like ratings or whatever, that should be the access for a developer to get onto the official store. The rewire for. I, I don't work. see. I don't see Oculus going, no. going to do that. They still have 
we all know that you know even even ratings can be very high and gameplay can be really solid that's not a guarantee no. that it will hit on the oculus platform or, or, or even, I, they yeah, have yeah, their own reasons for that we don't but, know specifically no, what they are but yeah, what no, will be interesting it. is is that if they start because they do have some curation control over what gets put on there mm-hmm. is like virtual desktop for example which is side uses SideQuest to basically stream VR content wirelessly, whether that mm. will just be like knocked out and just be like, no, we're not going to allow this. Sorry. And then it. maybe you'll yeah. still have the old school method of installing an APK, but they're trying to close that loop well, as they, well they, because they wanna, they're asking they wanna... developers to verify their accounts and stuff mm. now as well. So it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see how, how <laughs> they, they, they really push over the coming months and well, years. They want to take control over that part for sure because it has been out of their hands for a while. Yeah. But because of that, we like games like Hyperdash, also Windlands 2 and a few others have never come to like to the top, have never come to the official store. Yeah. Yeah. They should have been but on the store by now. That's not because of a, a lack of community support or a lack of rating. That's no. because of specifics internals into Oculus yeah, yeah. Uh, that we have yeah, no yeah. idea about. So yeah, that is the, the new sideloading process coming early 2021 for developers. I think it's good for developers, but <laughs> maybe not so for some others. Um, last bit of news is that we finally got some more details about the new PS5 consoles, including prices and release dates. Now, the new PS5 console comes in two flavors, if you're interested. You have the digital edition, which doesn't ship with a disk drive, meaning all the content that you'll need uh, to download and purchase directly from the official PlayStation Store. Uh, this version of the console will cost 399 US dollars, 399 euros, 360 British pounds. Then you have the full PS5, which ships with the disk drive, and that costs 499 US dollars, 499 euros, 450 British pounds. Now, these consoles will start shipping on the 12th of November in the US and the 19th of November in the UK and Europe. Uh, Pre-orders were opened up this week. Seems like most places have sold out completely of their pre-order stock already, which is crazy. Um, Sony did suggest that supply would be limited at launch, but... It's pretty nuts that they've all sold out already, uh, even though they only were announced this week. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this. Are you interested in pre-ordering a PS5, or are you going to be holding off for VR, or what's the plan around the new console? I like the price point. I mean, in the UK, what, 350 for the digital edition is very attractive. 360, yeah. 360, sorry. Um, I, 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 so I like the price point, but yeah, until... I mean, I know you need an adapter or whatever for VR current capability, but it's... Uh, right now, I don't see why I would buy one right now you know i'm gonna wait for psvr news um and any kind of yeah i i don't know there's no reason to buy it i think if you're any kind of a console gamer makes sense right decent price Mm -hmm. upgrade your current console looks pretty cool you know why not but I think I'm, I'm, on, I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah. uh, I think I want a processor first for my half-built PC. <laughs> <laughs> That's priority one. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I, I agree. You know, f- certainly if you're in the VR scene, it's not that exciting right now, um, but could be exciting in the future when they re- announce a new headset, which, it, you know, I really for hope sure. they do. Um, yeah. But yeah, right now, but it's not as exciting. It's not going to make any difference to no, the PSVR experience, I don't think. If you, if you hook it up to to this new PlayStation 5, not a little bit of a performance boost in any way, or... Maybe. But like we don't know that. They, have, they haven't told us that. And that's why that. someone is going to buy it, at least, and tell yeah. us. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, until they tell me that, there's no reason for no. me to buy one. Um, I don't think so. 
but yeah, I think it's interesting nevertheless, you know, this war between them and Xbox is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But of course, Xbox still are, aren't doing anything in the VR space. It's a bit, um, it's a bit like the, the, the war between Facebook and the rest of the VR industry. It's kind of like the same deal. Well, but then thing, the thing is, like, there is no competition for, for Quest 2 right no, now. Or but it's, it's, least... the same for, it's the same for PlayStation. That's true. In terms of the console market, VR, <laughs> yeah. console VR market, you're right. There is yeah. no competition right now. I know it keeps uh, being teased, but like PSP VR, that concept just won't leave my head. This is portable. And I don't know, like, I mean, when they started off, I mean, Project Morpheus is one of the first like VR uh, tinkers that I'd, I'd even heard about um, way back, you know, probably six, seven years ago now. And it's pretty old technology that it runs on. So... I've said it yep. before. I'm still playing with the idea of selling off the PS4. I just certain experiences in that that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to miss out on it. But it, I, it's I would old. be surprised, now, dude. Compared to the other would... headsets in terms of visual fidelity, the cable, especially yeah. if you've got an early PlayStation. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit of a clunker. But uh, they, yeah. they they keep surprising us with new content every time. Yeah. And you would think I by imagine. now, like, no, they're not, not going to do it. But... I, like seriously there could be another big game suddenly dropping again uh, because i think they will all be remastered anyways for the for the next uh, gen so yeah and although like you know, we say it over and over again you know the psvr is clunky now feels old tech but you can't deny that the games that they make are amazing are fantastic. For that they, they, yes. in the yes. vr industry they make the best games in my opinion yeah, it's Blood so and good. Truth was amazing. But this is a great time i think to pick up somebody who's you know converting from psvr to quest for example or going for a g2 or yeah. something and you buy their old hardware you know for cheap you could probably get a psvr for like 100 quid or something i would say so yeah, yeah. i would say or, so at this point or, or you can get a quest one for like no money either because people are trying to sell it uh, with the bungees even rift s is going for like 200 dollars. it's crazy like the value that that change is already driving in the resale market yeah the fact that they said that they was going to discontinue it it didn't help you know no yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they, they didn't really support it since its launch, which was a shame. I guess you know, we can assume this is only clock. I know we talked about it on Wednesday, but I assume then that the Rift S, despite its five cameras, will not be getting hand tracking. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I think, it would, I think it's fair to say that's uh, very unlikely at this point. It's very unlikely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Well, it's, a, it's a real shame. It was a, it's a solid headset, but it never got the love, that, love and attention it deserved. Oh. If it does happen, then Zim will eat a headstrap. Wow, nice. Yeah. Rip, rip I'll, I'll rip eat S. a beaver tail. Okay, I'll be the oh, beaver tail. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. Um, so yeah, that is the new PlayStation consoles. It's exciting for some, but maybe not exciting for us until uh, they announce a PSVR 2, which hopefully will be soon. Please. Uh, yeah. Um, so now I thought we would just do a little uh, recap of maybe some of our sort of most anticipated games from Facebook Connect. We've decided to choose one game each that we're excited about, and maybe we can just talk a little bit as to why. Um, so does anyone want to step up to the plate first to talk about Wait, that? So, so you're saying this is going to be a two-hour show again? No, we're going to be brief because Zim still has got releases to do, so we're going to try and Point. cut it okay. cut it short. So you we're going to do a rapid-fire version of yeah, do our... It. Uh, okay, we'll so everyone gets five minutes even that's pushing it i would say that, keep it that's, less that's quite long yeah <laughs> it's I'm quite long okay, two minutes i'm gonna put you on a timer here you got two minutes okay, okay here we go in. so yeah, uh, you already wasted two okay by so my, my highlight my highlight was sniper elite do you all know sniper elite you know it's this fantastic world war ii game it's a stealth game and it's all about 
well, pretty much, oh God, no, don't show it because it makes me nervous. <laughs> don't show the time. Don't show the time. <laughs> but um, no, it's like, a, it's it's a stealth game and, you know, you have a sniper rifle, you have a pistol, you have grenades and stuff and you need to infiltrate into, you know, uh, different like uh, Nazi headquarters, bases, uh, etc. But what is so cool about this game, because I played it at E3 last year on PlayStation VR, is that when you shoot in Sniper Lead on, on the Pancake version, the bullet um, comes out of the gun and you can see it in slow motion and then you can see where, you know, it hits the, um, you know, the person from the inside. You know, you can see everything. X-ray you know, mode, yeah. Yeah, X-ray mode. Um, but in the VR version, you become the bullet. So you fly with the bullet and you go straight into someone's body. Maybe they have different versions now because I thought wow. it was a bit, you know. Please it, tell me that you aim for the testicles, Nathy. Just yeah, of course. I, I went they, straight in there. They have testicle exploding like visuals oh in there. I know. That's why it would be kind of weird if you become yeah. the bullet and you fly into yeah. someone's exploding look, testicles. this is the whole this is the total reason that VR exists is to do the stuff that you can't do in real life we talked about GTA or, earlier you know you think yeah. I can go run over a hooker with no uh, with no consequences no but in GTA I can no. so if Nathan wants to you know nail someone in the nuts let him right let him the ball blaster I, I had such I started off so nicely and you guys like every time I talk about sniper lead it's about or testicles or that one mission where Hitler is getting killed you know it's always dead it's nothing else, but uh, <laughs> but the, the the thing is, this is super exciting because, um, as I said, it like it's a World War II title. Um, of course, we have Medal of Honor coming too, but this is really it's like it's a bit like Splinter Cell in a way, but then it's in the World War II setting, and and it, it's super cool. We said one game, Nathy. You mentioned three already. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rebellion is making it. Rebellion is super talented. They also made uh, how is it called? Like War? No, not War Zone. That's Call of Duty. Um, yeah, the I think it was Warzone, the tank one. Warzone, yeah. It's yeah, called yeah, Warzone 2. Yeah, Warzone. Um, so they are super talented. So yeah, Sniper Lead, that's the most exciting one for me. Nice. Exploding nice. testicles On Quest 2, on Quest 2, PlayStation VR, that's PC great. VR, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. I was really surprised it's coming to Quest, and I think it's yeah. great that it is. Yeah, no, no um, yeah. 3D hat. Just wait for that. And I think I, I was I, I don't know where I caught this, but I caught a wind that maybe there would be some multiplayer, but I think the, it's just a solo game as far as I know, right? Uh, well, yeah. Solo yeah. experience, uh, single player. You want to shoot campaign. each other's nuts off in Mummy well, Flight? Co-op co is, <laughs> co is awesome. But, uh, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. I was like, I'm not going to bring this up again. <laughs> right, enough well, nuts. You, you destroyed God, my highlight. So Thank you. But uh, yeah, go on. Who's next? Was that two oh. minutes? Yeah, go on. That was oh, two okay. minutes. Seven nice. minutes. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll go. I'll Let's go. see if Zima can do it in two minutes. I can okay. easily do it in two minutes because we're talking about okay. something. Okay, go for it. Go, go, go. That has like three to one set. Almost go. no detail. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, <laughs> so the climb, the original, the climb, uh, and aside from being a guy who was into bouldering and, and mountaineering and stuff like that. I always found the climb to be really nice, uh, and I think it, it it sells itself on whatever platform you play it. It's a really engaging experience. As you guys know, I, I repeat this, but there's no HUD, you know, it's just you and your hands, really. Um, so the Climb 2, for me, um, the thing that I want to kind of harp on about is the fact that they show climbing skyscrapers in a hint in the trailer. And I think that that's mm -hmm. really interesting because we haven't seen that, that kind of engagement with this game so far. It, of course, leads me on to the next question, which is if you're sticking a 2 on it and it's coming out on Quest 2, is there any chance we're going to actually be able to climb side by side with with each other in real time? Because be I still nice. remember 
doing a climb run and seeing you know Nathy's ghost oh, yeah. literally, literally was Nathy's ghost like ran ahead of me and I was like feck no this guy's not beating me <laughs> he's never been up a climbing wall and I just like I went went toe to toe and I love that like so I really do hope that multiplayer like we saw Beat Saber news come recently becomes a feature but we know very little about this uh, all they show in the trailer looks very samey You've got a ladder falling down. You've got kind of icy parts. But anyone who made it to like the tail end of, of the climb knows like the intro is nice. It's easy street. It's tourist town. But the end of that game is pretty rough. Like it is. And when I say rough, I mean, it's tough to do. There are challenging mm-hmm. sequences where you're leaping over lava pits. You're falling to your death like again and again. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers to the first game in case you haven't played it because it's quite good. But there are elements to that climbing that make it really quite exciting uh, as you're as you're doing it. And I think a pairing with Quest uh, and Quest 2 is fantastic. So I did not think Quest that we were going to get another climb. I thought it was one of those once and done, you know, IPs. I'm glad we're getting another one, but I have no idea what to expect. And it's interesting because it's coming from it's coming from Crytek, right? Which yeah. is probably one of the VR developers that have like really from the beginning invested in virtual reality with like yeah. Eagle Flight, uh, Robinson the Journey, Robinson. the Climb. Well, Eagle Flight and, was uh, Ubisoft, right? Yeah, I am sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I'm I'm surprised that we haven't seen like the the sequel yet to Robinson the Journey. Actually, or, now I think um, about it, wasn't Back to Dinosaur Island them as well? Or was that a different studio? Yeah, no, no, no. That was also Crytek. Yeah, that was a uh, just a demo. Yeah, that was like yeah, a yeah, experimental yeah. demo. Well, the thing is, Crytek hasn't been doing so well from from just in general, you know. So even that mm-hmm. these games sold pretty well, um, you know, on the pancake side, they haven't really made much. Uh, Crytek is also the one who made Crisis. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, yes. uh, and and you know, Crisis also like the, the hype one. of that is kind of you know went down a little too. So. Yeah, I think like in the VR, so they're making a lot of money. So that's why they also made the climb too, because the first one sold so well. But Robinson should come to Quest, man. Holy crap. Yeah, I'd imagine. And also a sequel, because I mean, there is, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's fairly open ended and it leaves like a lot of like it's beautiful. You know, things it's for beautiful. like the story is amazing. The story is amazing. The, the visuals are amazing. I would really like to see a sequel. The, of o- that the other thing that it does really well is scale. Like, I don't know, um, most of you won't have played it, but. Um, uh, not Apex Contract. What am I thinking here? What was the game with all the dinosaurs that was like huge for a number of years? Survival type game, kind of Minecraft. Oh, Ark, uh, Island Ark. Three. Ark oh, Survival of Survival Evolved, Evolved was oh, that one, yeah. probably the first game that I encountered. You know, dinosaurs in VR, like in a proper way, in like an open environment. Um, and I would really love that some developer kind of brings that uh, to mm. us. But this is this is again something like that. You know, it allows you that. Robinson didn't even have like proper move controller support. I remember it had the controllers oh. modeled, but nothing. Wait, they uh, updated it later we, we, wait, on wait, wait, for wait, PC. Wait, wait. We've gone way off two minutes, and we're supposed to be talking about one game of climb yeah. two. Go on, Mike. Now we're on turn. Robinson. It's your turn. Go on, Rowdy. I'll let you go. Okay, I'll let you go next. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about a game that wasn't there. Uh, oh. Lone Echo Two. Okay. Oh, like, what the hell? Why haven't we <laughs> still heard hell? anything yeah, about true. this game? True. I've been waiting for this since they announced it. Or actually since the ending of, of Lone Echo well, 1 or just Lone they Echo. They must be working on it for Quest 2. Must be. They, well, they must be working on it at least, yeah, because that's the only platform they're aiming in the future. And the way that things are going, by the time that Lone Echo 2 comes out, <laughs> the Rift S doesn't exist anymore. So uh, It's been almost two years, Rowdy. Yeah, two exactly. years that I, been two years ago that I covered it. The game that I played this game on my channel already two years ago, yeah. and well, I, yeah, you can a demo it. at E3, yeah. Wow, yeah. 
These were my two minutes. No, Sorry, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hijacking it now. Sorry, go on, you're, you're upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset because I still haven't played it. I've been putting this like I've I've been putting this or well, for two years I've been putting this game on the top of my list, and it's still not there. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm upset. Of course, we have dinosaurs coming to VR. Yeah, but yeah, why, nice. why do you think it's it's still there's no date? As I said, I think it's because they're just making mobile version. They're like screw the PC thing. Let's just also make some uh, some some mobile uh, version of it. Or I don't know. No, maybe I'm I don't wrong. think so. I, because they're they they've been hitting the PC market from the beginning, and and yeah. I think when they started developing on this game, this was their main more kind of uh, thing. No, I I'm I'm not really convinced of that because I, I think with the combination with the with the link cable, it's uh it's still like gonna be a very yeah, you, very popular title. Yeah, but you and still need a VR computer to play yeah, it. Yeah, of course, but you do that for for the majority of the of the high Yeah, but with the new PC Quest too, I think well. most people who buy one do not own a PC. So if they want to sell more copies yeah. of Lone Echo sure. and they want get, to I, get more people excited about VR. I, I get that, I get that, but I don't think that if they started development for Lone Echo 2 2 years ago before well, there was Why did they delay it so many times then? What is the reason behind Maybe. that? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. We don't know. I just want to play it. I want to yeah, see I want to play it too. Where the heck is it? I want to see a bundle come out. I'd like I mean in the Lone universe what about um, Echo Arena? Like, like I okay, fair enough. We is now confirmed that the Zuck likes. You know, yeah, Echo yeah. VR, I want to say like you can now play with the Zuck. <laughs> I don't. You want can to. team up with him. No. According to but, according to VR Buck, Lone Echo Two is still on heavy development. There was a job listing recently to join the VR Dev team to work on it. They must be porting it to Quest. They must be. Yeah, yeah at this that's point. what I think. Maybe too. that's the case. Yeah, then. maybe. I hope so. That'd be good. It'd be good for them because they're gonna sell way more. Um, but yeah, good, yeah. good little shout there, Audi. I think. Yeah, yeah that, that, we've been a long time coming. That was the point coming. I was making, Mike. Which is like, why, why not have? I mean, we've got one of four of their products available on Quest, and I'd love to see more, like Echo Arena first, and then both of the yeah. loans. Yeah, both. Like, like if they if they re, if they ship the first game on Quest, it would do super super well because it's still one of the best oh, yeah. story driven yeah, VR game, games you can buy right now. It's so. a great movie. It's yeah. so heavy, though. It's so graphically intensive. It is. It is. O- Olivia Rhodes will look like a stick figure, and then that other that robot <laughs> guy will look like a pixel to you. <laughs> They'll strip it back. Well, there you go. Back. Um, that, that's that's current development. I just heard from the devs. That's oh, what it's going to nice. look like. So uh, the game I want to <laughs> highlight is uh, Population One. Uh, it's a battle royale game. Um, it's it's actually the only battle royale game that's going to be available <laughs> on Quest. Really, the only um, it's awesome. We've been playing the beta. We're allowed to talk about the fact that we have been playing the beta, we? although we're not allowed to show that we have played any of the beta. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I didn't play it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. Uh, Nathan was with to... me, so I can oh, confirm God. that he no, was there. No, don't expose me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Dang it, Mike! You're dragging uh, me into this stuff now. <laughs> yeah, doing? I'm going to take him down with me. Oh God! Um, but basically, you know, you start off. Um, you can you can fly into the map, or you can jump into like a little uh, pod that that drop ships you into the map, which is really cool. You can eat bananas. Uh, you start with no weapons, so you've got to go and loot your weapons. You've got like different levels of weapons, so you've got like a one star, two star, three star, four star shotgun, for example, um, that will scale with like damage and other sort of attributes. Uh, you've got uh, health like bananas that you have to peel mm. manually <laughs> to eat for health, which is hilarious. Um, it's got some kind of simple reloading mechanics, but it's still good enough, I think. Um, but, you know, just like any Battle Royale game, the map sort of slowly sort of moves in. You've got to move to the center where it starts getting really frantic. Yeah. Um, and you're in teams of three. Uh, although I hope they'll do like a 
one person mode because uh, it's only like the team based stuff that i've played so far um but yeah it's really really polished uh, they really want to make this a, a successful title it's going to mm. be cross-platform play with uh, pc as well um so yeah i'm really looking forward to when that drops on quest yeah. we don't have any indication of when it's going to happen yet um but certainly very excited for that title. very very casual very straightforward super easy not complicated in any way tutorial takes like i don't know uh, 10 minutes or so and then then you're ready to go but it's the kind of game that will keep people coming back for more i think and yeah, that's what there's we nothing definitely else need. to come back for multiplayer wise battle no. royale uh in the battle royale genre so this it's, is great yeah it's funny because i initially and then I, I i corrected myself i was going to jump in and say well well rec room has rec royale um true but, but it doesn't quest, work with yeah quest doesn't support that yet no um and that's it's kind of it, it's shocking that it's taken us a year and a half to have any battle royale title even side well, multi quest, it's multi zim it's multiplayer and that's like it seems to be very ambitious like multiplayer we haven't seen much at all you know in general it, it's true of course, like Battle Royale is like the biggest of multiplayers. That's the most crazy thing you can go for. Although there is a multiplayer dropping next week. Well, Maybe Zim's going to cover in releases. <laughs> Maybe. But like, those are three really hard hurdles to jump, right? You've got VR, which is the first one. Then you got multiplayer. And then uh, it's... I've forgotten the third one. Well, but it, there's definitely dinosaurs? 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 Well, in VR were the two main things. I mean, that's that's yeah. not an easy bag. But like, okay. you know, the fact that you're targeting such a niche market, uh, that's why. They, uh, let's just hope that the they don't delay population one for the Quest 3 or something, because my God, just release some <sighs> I don't games. Think so. I don't think so. I think it'll be coming by, by the end of the year, but we don't have yeah. any official date yeah, okay. just yet. Well, that's, what, that's mm. what you also said about the Quest 1 with some games. So. <laughs> and then the Rift S and the CB1. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Fair enough. So that is um, the games we highlighted were oh, Population 1. <laughs> yep. Lone Echo 2, although it's not coming. Um, <laughs> what was the other two? <laughs> the Climb lead. 2. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really matter. <laughs> Who cares? The Climb 2 yeah, and the Climb 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, nice, cool. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the games we're excited about. Now let's jump to uh, releases. <laughs> Zim's got some releases for us to look forward to. Oh, and there is a multiplayer game in there. Yeah, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is. Don't mm. worry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't skip it. Um, yeah, you can tell everyone's sanity is dropping after a heavy week. I, I really do think this has been a heavy, bloody week, like for everybody around the yeah. table here. So. Oh God, anyway, that's why it feels like connect. Let, let's 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 start off and uh, let's start off with something nice and light, nice and light, <laughs> <laughs> nice and light. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off with uh, with a film recommendation. Mike loves my film recommendations. Uh, oh, I've, God. Been, I've been going through horror and uh, if you want you know how like everybody now is into using like zoom and stuff uh, mm -hmm. before I get into releases now the first one's going to be a horror game haha -ha. um, there's a there's a film called host which is less than an hour and it had me yeah. to the point where I was actually shaking in my chair last night <laughs> and I had to stay up a little bit longer to calm myself down so it's basically the premise is this it's a zoom call that goes wrong and it's totally shot if you ever saw like Blair Witch right which is like found footage it's like that but with a zoom call and it's incredibly well done so what is it called that? it's called host. host host you should know this Mike you're, you're the host, host Mike yeah. yeah so it's called host but um won't give any more about it Amazon Prime uh has a side uh one of those like little category type things you can subscribe to and watch it for free uh called Shutter. so host oh god Shutter. 
Now, the reason why I'm calling out host at the start is because, lo and behold, there's a game that just dropped uh, or is dropping uh, 18th of September. And this is very similar uh, in terms of the way it plays. So let me tell you a little bit about Baz Basmophobia. Basmophobia. So, Basmophobia. It's a four-player PC and VR co-op game where you take the role of a spirit hunter. So paranormal activity is on the rise, and it's up to you and your team to use all the ghost hunting equipment at your disposal in order to gather as much evidence as you can. It really does play like a horror film plays out. It's quiet most of the time, and then it isn't. There's minimum user interface here. It's cross-platform. You can do VR or not. You can actually play this game in flat as well. There are 10 unique ghosts to hunt. Full voice recognition, so you can actually speak to the to the ghosts through the Ouija board. So there's like a speech recognition, uh, and you can use a spirit box to try to help conjure the ghosts to your location. Spirit box. Yeah, this is uh, this thing just sounds d dramatic. I've watched a whole bunch of streams on it. It looks like really um, like you would lose your shit in this. Okay. Um, Phantasmophobia is PC VR. It's fifteen dollars, eleven pounds. By Kinetic Games, as I said, landed on the 18th of September. This so, is this is the game we should be playing together. Honestly, I was just, uh, I was just about to say that this looks like this is look like we the did sequel of like, uh, the devouring. Like, yeah, exactly. We should be able to handle this. Yeah, I, I and and it, it it's amazing what I've seen and the scares and stuff that are in it. And boys, if you're up for it. I'm, I'm buying it. a copy. I, yeah, I'm I'm I am absolutely doing that with you guys. Let, we're... Let's get in touch with the developers and make it happen. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so that's Phantasmophobia for anyone who's really yeah. into playing with their friends. And the best part of all the streams that I saw, people are like, you know, playing into the game. Um, you know, like there aren't necessarily game elements, but other people psych their friends out. So you're playing with like all kinds of social layers as well as the game experience itself. That sounds fun. It. That it sounds fun. fun. Good Just like we had back in the day in the devouring. So anyway, that one I couldn't pass up. All right, this next one is uh, some of you like asymmetrical games, um, and I'm a big fan of them because they tend to they aren't there aren't too many. They're kind of far and few, a uh, few between. So uh, here's one, which is a tower defense co-op game, local co-op game. So what that means is one person's at the computer, one person's got a VR headset on, and you're kind of playing two different variants of the game. Uh, the person on the computer will set up the defenses, and uh, and the first and the first person role is given to the VR player. This game is called Automa Break, uh, and it's available for PC VR. It's twenty dollars or fifteen forty nine in pounds. Uh, again, on the eighteenth of September, this was landed by Pumpkinhead Studios. Now, while the trailer's not too much to go by, if you're into tower defense games, this would probably be your kind of thing. And again, if you've got, you know, under under lockdown conditions, only able to have a few people around, I feel like this would be a really fun kind of gather around the house uh, experience uh, for that. So it's an, it's an original indie production. Uh, this one that offers a unique opportunity to explore. Uh, and it was previously actually a Kickstarter project. I actually think that uh, this is interesting because they've gone to Steam Early Access, Automa Break, um, and uh, their Kickstarter actually failed. So just to give you the stats on that, their Kickstarter previously had raised uh, 1,500 pounds out of a goal of around about 10 grand. Uh, and then they canceled that and moved to Steam Early Access. So it's got some modes. I wouldn't mm. say it's fully featured at this stage. The reviews are on net positive. So if you're looking for something to do with a friend, a time break. There you go. Hmm. 
Interesting. Nice. Okay. Uh, the next one I think is going to get some of you excited because we've been fucking waiting forever for this one to come out. Oh, Lone Echo 2. Nope, not Lone <laughs> oh, Echo 2. Sorry, okay. not yet. Uh, I, was about to, I was about to say the same. Yeah. John Favreau's uh, oh, yeah. Gnomes and Goblins uh, coming to PC VR mm. finally. Uh, 23rd of September. I didn't want this one sneaking by you. So we, we VR, MWM, and Goblin Creations have brought uh, this, this exploratory enchanted virtual world created by John Favreau. If you don't know him, he's the director behind Lion King, Jungle Book, and Iron Man. So it's got some clout. Plus, a lot of us were fans of the original demo, which I think is still available on Steam if you want to go and play it. So what do they say about this new experience? Since it's been a very large gap, four years since the 2016 demo was landed. Uh, encounter goblin inhabitants, become a part of their society, and save them from their foe. I don't know what that is. I don't know who it is, but I guess you're going to find out. Is really? it uh, Gar- Gargamel? <laughs> could be Gargamel. Yeah. Gar- Gar- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard Gargamel in about 20 years. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, freely roam that's a Smurfs <laughs> reference by the way freely roam the enchanted forest to discover deeper layers of their mysterious ways and reap benefits of rewards from their magical world uh, this one when it first landed uh, really encapsulated me it was my wife's favorite Vive experience at the time mm-hmm. um, I'm glad it's finally coming out but I'm, I've heard nothing about this I've seen no marketing no press no media well, uh, and no one talking about it so. well there there is apparently a demo on Viveport of this new one like this new game um i i did have access up front to try it out but yeah then the quest 2 drops and i have no time to play this i am planning to cover it but not right now um but it looks great and i'm very excited for it for sure gnomes and goblins if you've been waiting like (laughs) for four years for this to come out then now is the time 23rd of september that'll be available sorry i don't have it it does have a very high it does have a very high uh, Smurfs kind of atmosphere, <laughs> Smurfs. right? Or yeah. Le Strumpf, like the same. Le it's Belgian, Belgian, by the way. Yeah, it's, Belgian, yeah. it's a Belgian uh, show. Yeah, you were blue before uh, too, right, Rowdy, when you yep. were born? Wait, so. are you, Smurfs is, uh, was originally Belgian. Yeah. It is a Belgian comic, yeah, right. from the from the French part. Based it's on actually Rowdy's French show. Oh, French, sorry, sorry. Thanks. Well, a Belgian show, but from the French part. Did not know that. Oh, French people. Did not know that. Okay, finally, uh, four releases this week. <laughs> Someone uh, is just like le sh- le schlumpf. <laughs> le, le, le schlumpf. Le schlumpf. I don't know what I'm saying. I got to be careful here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't speak any of these languages. Uh, Solaris Offworld Combat. This is what Mike was alluding to. So Hell if yeah. you're in for four v four, or you're a fan of their previous work, First Contact Entertainment had dropped Firewall a few years back on PSVR. One of my favorite all time. Uh, FPS is there. So now they've come over to the Quest and Rift platforms uh, with a cross-play, cross-buy title called Solaris Offworld Combat. It's an online multiplayer shooter. You are an Athlon, uh, an elite VR athlete. This harkens me back to Unreal Tournament days when you were competing. Um, start each game with your pistol, then run, sprint, and slide your way across the arena. So fluidity is important in this arena. Pick up weapons, equipment, and health packs along the way. Featuring certain things like uh, mines, rocket launchers, it's got the usual FPS pedigree in Solaris. So mm. this is dropping on the 24th of September. I'm sure you'll find some of us trying this out very soon. Uh, and if you were a fan of Firewall Zero Hour and its myriad DLC from First Contact, um, this is what you've got to look forward to next. Mm. Yeah. 
this is going to be dope. I'm looking forward to this one so much. Uncle Frank um, has been working on this for for like years. Yeah, I'm Uncle Frank curious. has been working hard on this one, and like you know, because they did such an amazing job with Firewall, I've got so much faith in them to do a great job with this game. So I'm really looking forward to trying it out. Hopefully, we get to play it this week, and we'll be able to talk about it on the show next week. For this you. week, yeah. What, you mean next week? Or <laughs> yeah, that's week? what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what next I mean. week. Whatever. They they knew what I meant. Yeah, exactly. So what? So um, I think that I think that um, my impression of First Contact in 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 terms of what they've pushed both for free and paid DLC content over a period of time is probably the thing that's impressed me most because Mm. it's the VR industry. Because Firewall, every time I step back to it, has a a fantastic community, budding, happy people. (laughs) <laughs> ready to shoot each other in the nuts you know it's 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 fantastic great experiences it's still a game i would recommend today i know i talked a little bit down or a little bit hard on the psvr earlier but mm. if there's one reason to pick up psvr firewall's one of them and a name controller and mm. an aim controller yes i know you need that actually i saw people demanding for uh for quest an aim controller type peripheral um this week so that's one of the mm. things road tube ProTube's your way to go, exactly, if you want something. Now, uh, and actually, you know, it's been topping the charts. Onward's been topping the charts this week on Quest Sales, uh, which well, is great to see. That's ah. fantastic. Is this, is this its comeback in a way? I think it's I think it's going to be a comeback for it. I mean, it's just such a fantastic FPS, and everybody who's jumping into VR for the first time is getting to taste that. Three mm-hmm. more things to talk about, just because just I wanted to touch on them. Didn't want to cover them in full, and I'll just give a sentence each, so... Uh, Void Racer Extreme, if you're a Wipeout fan or you like Extreme G or F-Zero, one of those games, there's a quest title now. We don't get that many racers, so I thought maybe mentioning it would be good. 17th of September, that's out. Void Racer Extreme. We got on Rift S and Rift, uh, quite a startling um, 15-minute virtual reality immersive testimony experience called The Last Goodbye, which is quite timely given we've just figured out that the Rift S is, is going to close up shop oh, within the next uh, six to oh, nine yeah. months. But The Last Goodbye mm. is actually, um, it harkens back, unfortunately, to World War II. So a man who's being interviewed returns to a concentration camp where his parents and twin sister were murdered, uh, and they recount that tale and the difficulties there. <clears throat> they're showing you mm. inside the concentration camp. The third thing, and this is to our PSVR friends, uh, you are finally getting, after many delays... Uh, originally, it was supposed to be May, then July, but now September. Budget Cuts is dropping on the 25th of September. Wow. Which is a single-player, portal-like experience with deadly robots. And uh, after these delays, some exclusive content. So there is a PSVR-exclusive level called Panopticon, which has been given, I suppose, by Neat Corporation as a bit of a sorry for being late. Um, so if you've been waiting to play or you've been... Stuck on the PSVR platform, unable to enjoy budget budget cuts. Uh, budget cuts is about to land. Wow. Budget cuts, like if I think about like budget cuts, didn't deserve all of these like delays and bugs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, well. And and the funny thing is that now we have, of course, budget cuts two available to the PC market. Yeah. So um, if budget cuts one does well on PSVR, I'd imagine they'd bring budget cuts two over. Yeah. Who knows? Now, who knows exactly. Here we go. Uh, that's it for the releases this week. Quick recap in case you missed any of those names. So Phasma- <laughs> Phasmophobia, that's the most interesting one. That was the horror experience. Autumn Break, Gnomes and Goblins, Solaris Offworld Combat. That's what you have to look forward to in the hmm. week ahead. we got a lot coming awesome. into September as well, so stay yeah. tuned to next week. 
bunch more prepare prepare your wallets <laughs> absolutely uh so thank you for joining us live uh this show it's been great seeing your support uh the show it's been great so if you do enjoy it make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the show as well uh just a reminder that we go live uh every saturday 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk 12 midday in central us you can also check out the audio version uh, which is available on itunes soundcloud and on spotify we'll be back on the show next week with more vr news and hopefully we get to try out some of these games as well like solaris and the horror one uh, that looks so much fun um, but obviously we'll keep you updated if we do so have a great week in VR until then take care of yourself and bye bye for now